Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here from Whalen Bay Marine, and I want to tell you all about a line of boats they are carrying. Whalen Bay now carries tractor boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tractor pontoon boats, Tahoe boats, and we all know the last one, Mako. So now, no matter what your boat needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. You have your choice of the number one aluminum boat, family boats, performance fishing boats, or just straight up fishing machine in the new Mako boats. Does it get any better? Also, I can promise you, when you buy your new boat, all of the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. And you can do all this at Whalen Bay Marine. It's St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207. Or give them a call at 904-217-3778. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized tracker boat, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, and Mako boats dealer. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favors sitting there with Logovin, Captain Kirk Waltz, Chris Wayne's bringing it to you. The whole gang is here this morning. I like it. Hey, Good morning. all hey, here. I know, I know, and it's uh, probably won't be that way long. No. Not a beautiful day. No. no. Deer season. Yeah, deer season. What's your off week this this year, by the way? Um, I know you got That's a, a good question. It's, it's right at the beginning of deer season. And Okay, uh, so, so deer season opened up last weekend, bro. No, I mean like gun season. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not thinking about bow and arrow like you yeah, and I yeah, are. Yeah, so October 16th? I'll, I'll tell you in here in a second. Yeah, because yeah, I was just the, curious because I know, you know no, that's, the, always, the, that's always a weekend you're you're Right, gone. right, right. right. Well, yeah, our, the, our uh, sabbatical to uh, South Dakota is the first weekend of October. So the first Saturday of October. Oh, that's right around the corner, two yeah. weeks away. Yeah. The, yeah. the Jaguars play in London yes. on the 17th. Okay. October. Okay. Ooh, you got the next weekend off. Yep. Ooh, that's that's a good weekend. It's a little early. I mean, if you want to experience the rut. Oh know. man, that's some of the best movement I've ever seen. Is it can the last, be. It can be. So last, if you get any kind of weather, that's a great week. Yeah. The uh, uh, the other good thing for planning purposes for me, you know, because you always try to I always try to squeeze things in. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's yeah, busy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, this week, went to Georgia, and I was looking at the weather, and you guys probably looked at the weather, too, as Mm -hmm. you always do, and uh, the first part of the week was dry, Mm -hmm. and then we had uh, probably about a week or so of dry weather up there in Georgia, so things had dried out a little bit. Well, when you have it dry like that, the first thing you think of is, okay, perfect time to get the fertilizer put out in the food plots, mm-hmm. get your seed delivered, get ready, okay? Mm-hmm. And then spray your fields one last time if you need to before the rain comes. Because right. once the rain comes, you know, who knows when you're going to get into some of these fields. Right. Yeah. So Gerald goes up on Tuesday. He's there for the fertilizer delivery and spreading. You know, they do all that for you right. at, the, at the company. And then uh, they bring the seed, 
and I go up there on Wednesday or on Tuesday night. So Tuesday, I'm looking at Tuesday night, I'm looking at the weather forecast, looking at the radar, and I'm going, man, it don't look good. And I look at the forecast, and it's like 50% chance of rain right. or 60% chance of rain. I'm I like, hate that. I'm not going to make it. Yeah. I'm not going to get the field sprayed. I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to do it now. You know, I can't get yeah. up there for – so anyway, I go to bed thinking I'm not going to be able to do it. And me and Gerald, I'll put a game plan together that, you know, we're doing something else. Right. Wake up in the morning drinking coffee and sitting there watching some deer feed in the woods out in front and awesome. I said, let me look at the radar again. So I look at the radar again and – the radar hadn't moved much. I mean, as far as like the the rain, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I, I think I'll be able to do it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. threw yeah. on my clothes and yeah. you know, and, and, and I got it done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, sure enough, five o'clock that day, here comes the rain. Mm-hmm. You know, not and, heavy. Uh, yeah, but it came, and uh, and you know, with Roundup, if you spray it, as long as it dries, mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. And so I got probably I, I think I got done by twelve thirty. You know that that day. Yeah, all Good. twenty. You got all twenty acres done. It's like twenty-seven. Twenty-seven acres. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a little that's, overkill. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. See, now I was exaggerating. Think I'd be yeah, over the yeah, top, yeah. and it just wasn't high enough. <laughs> I just can't keep. Yeah, you know, the bar gets keep yeah, sitting yeah. higher every you, year. You're, you're over and under was way yeah, big under. time, man. Yeah. I, I yeah. lost that bet. I lost. There's a little bit that's coming out, so it's probably down to twenty-six. There is. Uh, some areas, you know, when you clear cut, it's amazing how much water trees use. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like watching a three-year-old drink out of a straw sometimes. When, when you have some low-lying areas and then you clear cut the trees that are sloping down to that little lower area, mm-hmm. yeah. it now becomes a bog. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. It, mm-hmm. just, it just becomes like a swamp. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Whereas when you have these, you know, 20-year-old pine trees and they're drinking water like crazy, the areas at the bottom of the hill are dry. Absolutely, yeah. And so there's probably, oh, I don't know, probably an acre, acre and a half of maybe two of areas that, I mean, I'm not even going to try to plant. Right. Just because the trees got oh, cut, so we're down mm-hmm. to twenty-seven acres instead of 29. twenty. Twenty-six. <laughs> oh, wow. no, it's probably down twenty-six. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah. So <laughs> poor deer. Poor things. <laughs> Dang, yeah, they're spoiled. Oh, yeah, yeah. they are spoiled. It can barely totally turn around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see which food plot are we yeah, going to today. Uh, yeah, McDonald's is closed tonight, so <laughs> I heard they opened a new Taco Bell down here on the other end. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be honest. It drives. It drives like I got one neighbor. I mean, it's you know he's super great neighbor. Yeah. And. uh and his dad is, you know, and he's got a dad and a, and a couple sons, and they all work hard and at uh, trying to, you know, get ready for deer season. But the dad's, you know, he's he's not real fond of taking a lot of acres out of tree production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. I get that. The food plots, you know, are not a lot, right? Yeah. His. His. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, so, and, and they'd come over there ride around with you. So they're no. So oh. they're 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 feeding the deer. Yeah. All year round, you know, and, and I think they're even putting the protein to them. Yeah. You know, and then I plant food plots, and I've always been a big believer in that, you know, you can spend money on corn and spend mm-hmm. money on protein all you want. Like a mm-hmm. magnet. But you got to have something that is what I call. Uh, Browsing. A br- browse mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. which is a food plot. Absolutely. So, you know, my food plots go in, 
and my food plots feed the deer essentially year round until I spray mm-hmm. and deer season rolls around and they've got all these wonderful deer that they've been feeding. And then once it rolls around to October, you know, like September, a October, yeah. where are they at? They're in your food plots. They're on, they're on, they're on hey. the browse, you yeah. know, and that's, go to, let's go to favors house. They got work. grilled cheese sandwiches and yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, milkshakes. We're going over there. You know? Yeah. So I mean, but look, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, and then of course the neighbor of the farmer, I mean, he's got endless food plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, so, yeah. And that helps bring them over towards us. But, has, uh, has, um, if it taken, did, did he grow corn this year? Mr. No, no, it was all cotton. Oh, it was all cotton. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Which I kind of like that. We, we got a rogue in the area. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I mean, we have a rogue. Uh-huh. Which is, you know, a guy that is a notorious lawbreaker. Mm-hmm. Poacher. And worst kind. When when there's peanuts there's or peanuts, corn. he's always somewhere around there and yep. you know, thinks and for years he used to have access and they got banned uh-huh. from the neighbor's farm. And uh and he's a total rogue and everybody in, in the county knows it. <clears throat> and uh there's no telling how many deer he kills at yeah. night. You know. He'll get caught one day. I, you know, it's kind of weird. You know, he should have been caught long ago. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that's a conversation for yeah, Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, that's funny. We went up to our place last Saturday and put new steps on the cabin. So oh, Mike, nice. Yeah, Mike and I were up there working and doing New steps? Stuff. Yeah, we had to put new steps. We had some dry rot on the steps. So we had to put a, you know, the whole. Yep. Is, that a, is that a. Because I've been in there before. Is that a single wide trailer or is that actually a house? No, that's a house. That's what that's I thought. It's a three bedroom wooden yeah, house, yeah. probably built in the 40s. That's the one we stayed in in Fargo, right? That's right. Yeah, they just moved it out there. Yeah, yeah built yeah. in like 1940, something yeah. like that by Superior Pine. But um, so we finished the exclusion and working on it. I said, let's go ride the four wheelers. You know, we still have a road blown out. Culverts haven't come in yet. Still waiting for that. So um, I couldn't believe it. We drove down to the river swamp and those trees. It sucked up all that water. Oh, yeah. The river was back in its banks. I talked mm-hmm. to Will Ficklin earlier in the week, and he said, hey, water's already back down How in the river. How old is Will now? God, Will's got to be 23, 24. So that's yeah, getting old. Th- who we're talking about, I mean, when, when we first started hunting Fargo, mm-hmm. and we met Mr. Bill. 24 who, years, 25 years ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. And Mr. I, Bill was the president of Superior Pond Company up there. That's and right. Where Kirk... Kirk's lease is that it's that was his wife's land, family That's land. Patricia's family's land, the Carter land. Yeah, Carter land. four sisters, and they all got a thousand acres. Yep. And uh, so when we first met Mr. Bill and Miss Patricia mm-hmm. and their daughters and son son in laws, Lisa and Gina, they had kids. Well, the Don kids are now judge. grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, grown man. I'm like, damn, we're getting old. I know. I have conversations probably with him twice a month now, and and um and great kids, great people, great just people. awesome people. They've yeah. been so generous to us all these. Is, is he working? Is he working for Superior? Um, Georgia Pacific okay. and Superior a little bit. I think I have. I, I I'm not sure. I'm not totally right. sure. I mean, but he, I know he's he working for a timber a forestry company. Family, okay, but I think yeah. he was working for Georgia Pacific. Okay, for a while. You got, got you. And now he's living in the camp house up there. And driving back and forth, all around that area up there, but uh, I could not believe how much the, the swamp had dried up. And the other thing that was amazing 
Mosquitoes were gone. Yeah, by the way, I never turned the thermostat yeah. on. Gone. Did you? Never. Really? Couldn't never turned it, it on. Now, I, hunted, I hunted one evening and I hunted one morning. Huh. And never and, and dude, I'm telling you, well, I was nice. in, I was in the double wide making going through my thermosills, making, yeah, making sure, sure it worked. Yeah. Making sure they worked. Mm-hmm. And I, I had everything packed and I'm I, and I, I got up on my stand and I, you know, because it's your first sit, you know, you kind of forget, you know. So I got in there and I made sure everything's and I sat down and I sat there for like ten minutes. I went, "Oh, my thermosol!" I went, hmm, "Don't need I'm it. Good. I'm good. Never, yeah. never saw a mosquito. Yeah, I never. I, I can tell you, the yellow flies are still around. Yeah, though. there's still yellow God. flies around. I got zapped right in the neck. In the, oh man, I, I got things. I had one just worst. just would not on the back, it, right between my shoulders. Yeah, they get you and right I, there. You know, you're, you're taking your shirt and you're going flicking it up. That's the only thing you can do. And it, I see him <laughs> circle around and yeah. go right back. And I'm like, you little bastard. Yeah, you got to have like a thick cotton shirt. The only way you can stop them. Yeah, if I you mean, wear the performance fabric shirts, no. man, they zap you right through. They go right that's through. That's what I'm wearing. Yeah, it's hot. yeah, zap you right. Through. That's a crazy. nasty little bug, too, man. Yeah. they'll leave a welt on you. Oh yeah, oh, in a minute. Oh, and they're little ones too. The little yellow flies. The little yeah, well, suckers. I was but I was amazed. You, you know, you're in a tractor. You're trying to. Go How many times stuff? you get stung? Oh, it had to be five or six. Yeah, Easy. I got. I got zapped. I got zapped, man. I mean, right, like four, right five. between my shoulder blades. There's no way to get there. Yeah. Oh, it's driving me crazy. Yeah, it's hateful. It is not fun. The only way the, I, I, the only way you can stop them jokers is you got to wear like a an old school cotton shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know where they can't get that thing, but you know through the thickness <laughs> of the shirt. That thing must be like that long. Is it a one inch probe? Oh, I'm telling you. Is it a tongue? No, I that's a needle probe, man. It looks like a a, a proboscis. There you go. It's a probe. It's a probe. I mean, but why do they come yeah, in? How do right. they know they're coming from behind but you? But we always say that you, we get bit by a yellow fly. Is it, yeah. is it a mouth? No. no. What is no. it? It's a, it's a probe. Yeah. It's like Efforting a little, now. All right, Chris, we need, like we need some research. GTSing. Right. And what, just, what, do we, what does a yellow fly bite you with? Uh, is it like a mosquito that's got the, the, the needle kind of dart coming out of its face? Yeah, it is. I think it is. It's just like a little dart with a little hole oh, in or something. Drill it down into your pores. Yeah, it's, and... it's totally coming straight out of his head. Yeah. Yep. It's nasty. Ah, uh, they're they're wicked. Oh, they're terrible. You know, we have an outdoor shower, <laughs> and uh, I, I guess it was earlier in the summertime. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. It's a pro, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was not funny. Oh no! It was not funny. That's not oh, good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Run. <laughs> you know, I was like standing, and he literally. Run, forced. I'm like, it, I'm standing under the water because I knew they were yep. out. I'm like, yep, all right, Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> not only did I get zapped in the butt, that's funny, Kevin. That's but then I got zapped where you don't want to get zapped. Oh, that's the oh, worst. No. That's oh, why, yeah. You know, why do you think? Oh, no. Yeah. Why do you think you watch deer out, out in the food <laughs> Honey, plots? I swear, I'm just itching. <laughs> why do you oh, think man. when your deer are out in the food plots and you're watching them and their tails are going back and forth? Yes. Yeah. They don't yes. want those things well, down in their nether regions. No. And, and see, you know? I, nope. I, I think that that's why they hit you in the back. Yeah, because you can't because, reach them. Right. And, and, and when they get on a deer or a cow, mm-hmm. they know where horse, to go. They go. They go right straight yeah. to, to the back. Uh, you know. Yes. Oh, by or, the way, a nice little nice little oh, nugget no. here. Yeah, it's the females that bite. Right. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, so what is it that they're actually biting you with? That they're sticking a thing in you. 
It's a probe. It's, it's a probe. It's a probe. So is it like a probed. tongue? Moon River. <laughs> I mean, why is it that you don't feel them until it's like way too late? It's like a needle. You know? Yeah. So here's the deal. Like mosquitoes, the female consumes blood. Nice. Okay. So so basically, they're shoving this thing into you. It's a syringe. Okay. So it's just like, basically, it's like a mosquito. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got a get like down a door. They got to get it down in a pore needle thing that they're putting into you yeah. to suck your blood. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh. Ugh, the wonder it hurts. I tell you, and I here's the crazy thing: the you birds, can put DEET, Repel. Yeah. They don't care. It, it doesn't no, they matter. They don't care. No, they don't care. Little yeah, yellow flies will things. dive in and go. I'm just gonna hold my breath. <laughs> I'm going in. They ain't even got to hold their breath. <laughs> just zap you. This is happy. They don't care. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We'll do a weather and a tides right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. You know, I can't wait. Before what? uh, Next week. Oh, I can't either. Have you seen the weather? No. Oh. Is it nice? Oh, 50s. And and high like seventy one. Oh 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's what I can't wait for. Well, I was getting excited (laughs) because I'm going to be going by Tire Outlet next Uh, week. Oh, are you really? You finally taken the Nimnik Yoda is nearly completed. Is it still blue? No, no, it's not. No, no. Gray. The you do gray. The Nimnik Yoda, which I bought, it's pink. In two thousand. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, went back to the Nimnik Body Shop after it went to a. good friend of mine who's a mechanic paul okay paul farrar mm-hmm. and he did an amazing job getting this thing back running like a sewing machine man and <clears> so <throat> then it goes back I to think it'd be more powerful yeah, it goes machine. back to the original place where i bought it from which is nimnik chevrolet and their body shop and all the folks in the body shop do an outstanding job did you have to put the up. doors back on to take it over there uh well the do- I've had the doors back on for a while. Oh okay. Yeah, I actually even got new pins for the door. Oh and you did? Yeah, okay. yeah, because they were kind of off. I can see you going down the highway with. <laughs> I know, I know, but I got it all you know put back together. So anyway, it it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, they redid the body. Yeah. Well, painted it like a satin gray. Nice. And we we uh, redid the end uh, in, interior. And uh, really, here's the cool thing. We're trying to figure a way to black it out. I like black, okay? Yep. I mean, I like black. It's cool, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, got the rims, even factory rims, powder-coated black. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay? And door handles, black. You know, new side mirrors, black. Oh, wow. So, we're like, how do we get a black front end? You know, we can get a black, black bumper. You can yeah. buy a new black bumper. You still got the brush guard on it? No, took the brush took guard off. off, yeah. And so, I'm trying to figure it out, and... Joey Tool, who is the head of the service and the body shop department, had a great idea uh, because DVA, Dealer Vehicle Accessories, that does the spray-in body liner or bed liner, mm-hmm. he's like, why don't we spray the front end, the bumper, the grill, That's a great idea. the mm-hmm. headlight bezels. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we did it. With the like rhino liner thing, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's so, awesome. I've heard. I saw a whole truck done like that. One that time. stuff's amazing. I saw. Yeah, it I actually amazing. saw a truck going down the highway. Uh, and it was, uh, it had like a camper cab on the back and everything. That's awesome. And so I'm showing Kirk and Kevin the picture of the front end with the rhino liner done on the grill and everything. How cool, cool is that? That's very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. 
Wow. So we're, we got a few, they got a few more things to do over there, mm-hmm. and then it goes to Tire Outlet. And no touch. Gordon and no Parker and Ed were not doing the Palacaline on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Good. It'll get the uh, – So the what do you haven't tires. done at Tire Outlet? Lift kit tires. Going to get oh, some oh, swampers okay. on there? No, I'm not going to – I mean, I'm not getting crazy, but, I mean, it'll, yeah. it puts a little bit bigger tires on yeah. it. Yeah, it's just something with some grip. You know, that when I bought that truck, and I didn't know this, somebody had put like a tor- – Torsion bar lift, I uh-huh. guess. They turn the torsion bars, and it helps lift it up yeah, a little sure. bit. Mm-hmm. But it kind of jacks up the way the alignment is on it the front does. end. And yep. they yep. put a little bit of uh, 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 blocks on the back end. But And one of the rear leaf springs now has kind of failed, so it kind of leans. So uh, we're going to put you know new lift kit on it you know, with better leaf springs and get the torsion lift out of there and then go back to factory geometry mm-hmm. in the front and then put some tires on it, and that baby will be money. Yeah. And by the way, let's just say real quick that even if even if you're not looking for some high end work like the Yoda is getting, um, I went out to the Green Cove Springs Tire Outlet yesterday, mm-hmm. had my oil changed, had my tires rotated. There you go, perfect. Yeah, that's, that's well, perfect. I, anyway. That, so uh, no matter, obviously, that's where Kirk will always go for uh, an oil change. <laughs> he does not want to go to the store that doesn't have the oil. <laughs> still, still one of the is the oil store. That's still a great story. I mean, it I'm, is. So that's, I mean, that's, you that's go a to a Jiffy Lube, you sure hope they got the oil. Yeah, thanks, Danny. That's classic. Man. That is Heck really yeah. classic. Yeah, yeah. so totally so many thank yous between all of us. Yes, absolutely. And what tire outlets done? We have a problem, Houston. We're out of oil. <laughs> unbelievable. That's terrible. That was unbelievable. Uh, right, let's do a uh, tides and a weather. Okay, let's do. Weatherport brought to you by the Bearded Pig. And snuck in there this week. Thank you very much. Mm. Got me a little Frito pie. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was amazing. But you get the chili Fritos on there or just the plain Fritos? No, just plain. They don't, they offer, make a they different... don't offer the chili Fritos on You get Frito chili pie. Fritos and then you got barbecue Fritos. You got the plain. It's just plain Frito pie. It's plain, okay. Well, I mean, it's not really I plain. I mean, yeah, it's got... You know, when you you don't need to have any spices on it because they're putting that kind of pimento blue cheese on there Good and the bean gosh. stuff. Yep, yep, yep. You don't need the spices on there. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. in, in my opinion anyway. So. I wouldn't think so. Anyway, uh, two locations for the Bitter Pig. You got one at the beach. And then uh, don't forget also about the new location in San Marco area on King's. What is it? King's Road, I believe. King's Avenue, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, close enough. And it's the, the new location is Awesome. Yes. I mean, two great buildings. Uh, Atlantic Storm, Tropical Storm, Odette. Have you guys heard anything? Yeah, about Odette's yep. going up northeast. Yeah. Okay, we got no issues with no, that? No, no, no. It's already past us. Nothing to it. Okay. Yep. Is that what gave us the big waves? No. no didn't, that was we, Larry. We didn't, we didn't that was Larry. Get, yeah, that was Larry. We didn't get anything from Odette. All right, here's the uh, synopsis. A weak trough of low pressure, nearly stationary over north-central Florida while high pressure builds over New England and resulting in prevailing east-northeast winds through Monday. What does that mean for us? Variable winds today, 5 to 10 knots, becoming east around 10 knots in the afternoon, seas 2 to 3 feet, 7 seconds on the interval, light chop on the intercoastal, chance of showers, and a slight chance of thunderstorms today. Tomorrow, east winds 10 to 15, 2 to 3. Monday, east winds 5 to 10, 2 to 3. Tuesday, east winds 5 to 10, 2 to 3. It's Wednesday. Ocean. Ocean's been beautiful. Yeah. yeah it's going to be beautiful all week. Uh, ocean. I mean, I, for September, this is unheard of. Southeast on unusual. Wednesday. Totally 5 unheard to 10. Of. Seas 2 to I mean, 3. All the guys this week throwing the nets, going king fishing. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. Why not? I did. No, I, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, the ocean's, ocean's been gorgeous. Um, still. 
It's been a little weird out there. It has. I mean, been, that's, that's, I mean yep, yep. look what happened to us the other day. I mean, we're out there bull red fishing, and water's filthy. I mean, you saw the color of the water. Yeah. And we catch a 125, 135-pound tarpon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just awesome. on a on a bull red rig. Yeah, a little bull red That rig. big old six-ounce sinker spinning oh, okay. around I the saw the, uh, yeah. the tarpon picture, so you weren't tarpon fishing. No. What? <laughs> we're bull red fishing. I'm... I run over to the beach and get pogies, mm-hmm. you know? Come back in? Sharks. I hate sharks. Sometimes. Oh, I know. Rip the net all the you know oh, what. Oh, no. Yep, so. Was that a Betts nine-footer? That's got my high tider, my nine-foot high tider that's oh. kaputs that's ripped. Oh, no. So I pull out my little six-footer, and yep. I'm going, oh, it's blue. Uh-huh. So every time I threw it, I'd get like six, eight, six. So it took 45 minutes to get. Bait. The live well is full of bait that I wanted. But we we probed around, and there was some mud balls in there. Uh-huh. But nothing there. Nothing. And uh, so we left, ran over there, and anchored up on the outside of the North Rocks, start fishing for bull reds, get a good strike immediately, miss the fish. I'm like, I'll put them back out, you know. A few minutes later, boom, get another hit, pull it up. It's a fairly large bonnet head. Mm-hmm. Take a couple pictures, release it. Hook again, fish zips off, and I mean smokes it. And I'm like, that's not a shark, that's not a bull red, and and we lose it. I'm thinking that was that's something different. Yeah, I haven't seen a tarpon in weeks. Yeah, it's it's the water's filthy yeah. coming out of there with all the dredging. Anchor, you know, throw the throw the baits back out again. Ten minutes later, boom, rod goes off, and I reach over and I'm closest to it, so I reach over and I stick it hard, and then it smokes. It's got it's got that 50-pound Power Pro on there. I pass it off to Alex. Next thing I look over about 30 yards away, and here he comes out of the water. End over, <laughs> and I'm like, holy With that weight slinging everywhere. Spinning around yeah, yeah. like a top. I'm going, oh, my God. I'm thinking, that's not going to stay in there. Right. 45, 50 minutes later, we fight that thing and fight that thing. Those guys got that's to awesome. pass the rod three times. Oh, you can't do that. That's 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 uh, That's had to. Game changer. Bulldogger. Oh, uh, uh, come on! The tarpon you know, comes Jeff, up. They just don't know now who passed it off. Yeah. Well, it was it was it was hot with no wind. No, 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 no. That's no. not the question. Yeah. Well, the names remain anonymous. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh man! But finally, Alex, <laughs> Alex the Brutus, he pulls it up and drags it in. The hook. Okay, well, he handed it to this. Alex originally. So yeah. uh, see, right? I, I, I right? we, we we caught a tarpon yesterday, and John, my buddy John, who did my gutters for me, right. I, I owed him a little. Uh, charter situation, a little barter, right? Right. Yeah. And yeah. he'd never been tarpon fishing, and and even his buddies like, look, when you hook one, and you've never fought anything like this, you can't pass it off. He said no, because he no, said, here's the deal. He said, if you pass it off, we're going in. And I said, <laughs> I said, okay, I love this. And we hooked one, right? Uh huh. And John, did, again, first time he's ever he didn't he's not. As a matter yeah. of fact, when he started turning the handle, he went the wrong way. Oh, it started to take the handle yeah. off. Oh boy, Sir <laughs> Gusson won't work yeah. that way. <laughs> and so they're videoing it, and he's John's a big guy. Works uh-huh, out. Uh-huh. I mean, he's a big guy, right? He's dude. We're ten minutes into this thing, and he's struggling. What? Struggling. Ten minutes? He's all struggling. blown up. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, don't do it. Dude. They're don't, sea monsters. Yeah, he's like, man, I'm, I'm like, so so his buddy had to like grab the rod and just hold it up for him, give him a break. And I'm like, oh, oh dude. Oh, so, so, so anyway, the, the funny thing is, is that we 
went back in shore later to go redfish and we went by Scott and Scott's like, Hey man, congratulations on your tarpon and this, that, and the other. And I said, yeah, I said, but we had a little assistance. And he's like, what? He goes, Hey dude, where's your purse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's like getting, it a, it's like getting a participation trophy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, on, yeah. Man, man well, card revoked. You know, the cool thing is when we get the fish up, Mm-hmm. And it finally lays over. You know, they do the last little spin, and you finally get them to lay over, and you can get your hand on that big old lip of theirs. Mm-hmm. So For I grab second. him, For and I second. look at the hook. The hook is stuck in his gill plate. Oh. Outside of his head. Oh. Under his eye. Oh, that's the worst. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. Could you cut the leader and then just pull it out without having yeah. to? Oh, no, I wiggle it. Just barely wiggle it. It falls it out. It falls out, yeah. Oh, I mean, no. It's, it's crazy how – I know. How does that, that stay wild. in there, and how, how does did it get it, in there? How did it get in there, one yeah. – Number two, how did it stay in there? Yeah, I don't know. That fish jumped six or seven times. I mean, there were a couple times where they do the, what do you call it, the big old belly? Yeah. Belly flop? Yep. I'm thinking, we're going to lose this fish. There's no way it's staying on there. That six-ounce sinker going yeah. spinning around like crazy. <laughs> That's right. And it stayed in there. Now, folks, if you're in the market for a boat, Whalen Bay Marine, my buddy's over there. Uh, just and Look, if you need something worked on, I mean, it's, it's getting to be that time of the year where we're starting to put stuff away, and mm-hmm. and um, you, you might say, hey, you know what, I need to get this taken care of, this taken care of. Call my buddy Chad or BJ over at Whalen Bay Marine, located on 207 right there in St. Augustine. You're listening to the Nimnik Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. We'll be right back. that song yeah your dog love that song merle hat <laughs> merle yeah hey um welcome back to the nimnik chevrolet outdoor show and uh, don't forget folks uh, if you need some equipment uh, for your little piece of property coastal equipment even your home coastal equipment two locations one on new king's road which they have uh, at new king's road and in the mcclenny location they have the kubota tractors they have the Gravely zero-turn mowers, hot seat pressure washers, steel power equipment, all of the attachments to go behind your tractor from Land Pride. So uh, go by and check them out if you need any kind of equipment to have handle all those uh, honeydews, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. All right, so we always have mentioned this in the past. Just want to emphasize it because every year somebody goes, you know, I really want to go hunting. Well, and then people say, well, you know, I want to. Take so-and-so to go hunting. Well, they've got to have a hunter safety course right. complete, yep. completed. If you want to get a license, if you were born on or after June 1st, 1975, and that applies in the state of Florida. Every state is a little bit different. And there are some classes that are coming up that the F- FWC uh, has available, which will satisfy the hunter safety training requirements for the state of Florida and other states. Mm-hmm. And here's a couple of them that are coming up. And you can go to myfwc.com to find out all the information. But this was put out just recently. And uh, there's going to be one on October 2nd. And that is going to be in McClenny. And typically you have a classroom and then a range. Mm-hmm. Which range means you have to like shoot a gun, make sure that you're aware of safety, et cetera. But on October 2nd in Baker County, they have a class that's going to begin at 8 a.m. until completed in McClenny, and then they'll go to the range immediately in Lake City. On October 16th, they have another one in Baker County. Same kind of deal, 8 a.m. until complete, McClenny, and then range to immediately follow in Lake City, which is not far from McClenny to Lake City. 
In Bradford County, they have one on October 28th, October 30th. Clay County, they have one on October 21st and then October 23rd. Columbia, they have one on October 16th in Lake City. Here in Duval County, October 12th and October 16th. And to find a Nassau, October 30th, that's going to be in Fernandina Beach. So if you are interested in signing up for any of these classes, you can contact uh, the FWC's regional office in Lake City, and that number is 386-758-0525. Or just, again, you can go online and just search MyFWC or FWC Hunter Safety, and you should be able to find it. It's an easy course, too. I, I remember it's taking a, it It's a Kyle. very educational it, course. It is. It was easy, and it was very uh, educational. Yep. And then to go out on the gun range with yeah, some and, of the – And the cool thing is you can prep online. You know, you can yeah. you can actually take the test and, and look at all of the stuff. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have to go to the class. Right. You got, you still have to go to the class, but you can you can kind of go online and, and look at some of the, the questions that they ask and, and, and prep yourself um, because it's 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 a fun course. And then you know, all of us we did the um, the, the one bow for, course, for the bow archery, course. yeah, yep. for archery, yeah. which that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it I, was. Yeah, I, I enjoyed a lot of that. Yeah, definitely learned a lot. I mean, it's. I mean, there were some things that I didn't know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the one of the things that I probably learned was about the harness. Yep. You know the safety sure. harness because yep. I, at that time I was still hunting with a like a waistband yep. harness, a rope. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was crazy. Bad. We did that. We all did it. We all we did. did. It. Yeah, and, but you know, at least we did it. Yeah. You know, and we all learned that. Don't do that. Yeah, that's yeah. not like a crazy. good idea. Yeah. And uh, and the other thing that that uh, I learned was how to get out, mm-hmm. and to take the weight off of the right. harness where you could, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, that was all an estimating range for archery. I remember that. Yep. Then you know, I never really kind of thought about this way, but they were saying look at the ground and kind of mentally walk it out. Yep. And so that was cool stuff. I think I beat you guys in the in the range estimator. Oh, you did. I did. Yeah. I think I because we we had we had a yeah. thing here was it was, I don't well, even remember uh, was, yeah I do I, I, I remember do. yeah it was a contest uh-huh. kind of a contest wasn't really a contest but I made it a contest of course in you my did. mind yeah, you know I make everything gun club didn't we we always make yeah we make a contest yeah we're the gun club yeah everything's a contest well it's Jack, uh, Clay Target Sports Clay Target Sports yeah. Clay Target Sports yeah. and Ricky was teaching it and so he said okay I want you guys to tell me the distance from and we were elevated. He mm-hmm. said, tell me the distance from where you're at to that. And so we each got up there and, and, and guessed mm-hmm. it. And uh, and I did that thing where you kind of mentally walked it out and ended up – I think I was first place. Kevin was second. Kirk, as usual, was yeah. last. Well, dude, uh, oh, yeah. look. If, if, <laughs> I'm just of kidding. Of course. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, without <laughs> saying. Of course, second who was third. If, I was just if, if, if anybody, Blind leading the blind. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a different room. I heard Kirk's eyes yeah. roll. Yeah, Kirk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen. I mean, yeah. Listen. Lagerman has grown up his looking, whole life looking at 10 yards. 10 okay. yards. True. 20-yard <laughs> increments. I mean, Very seriously. True. If anybody knows what 10 yards is, you I think you'd know. You should know. That's right. You should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from the it's time. Well, when did you start playing football? Five? Uh, right out of Winnie the Pooh school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got his Pretty first yeah. you know, little plastic helmet. Winnie the Pooh. And uh, you, you retired at what age? Um, Here we go. 30. Two? 32? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you should know what 10 yards is. You I think. should. <laughs> you think. 
32, baby. Well, yeah, well, we'd have been disappointed if you hadn't got first. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, we'll give you first shot. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, <laughs> my my est- my range estimating ability for close-in stuff is, is not – I mean, I, I say that I was, I was yeah. accurate. Mm. But how many times have you been turkey hunting when you're on the ground – and tried to estimate range. Oh, that's it's, really it's hard. It's so hard. I, I, that's I, it's brutal. so hard. It's 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 unbelievable. And the other one, and Kirk, Kirk has done this. You get in an elevated area. Mm-hmm. Oh, with terrain. With terrain. Yeah, oh yeah. And and seriously, you're looking at something that's sixty yards. You put your range finder on it, and it says thirty. Yes. And you're like, whoa! Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. How? So I could shoot that well, with and my a lot of thirty people, yard pin. A lot of people maybe having kind of a hard time figuring out yeah. what we're talking about, but it's weird how, for example, line of sight range is always different than a horizontal distance. So in other words, let's say you're on this big tall hill and you're on top. Yeah. Okay. And then way down the hill, and it's a very steep hill, you have a deer that is 100 yards away, line of sight, mm-hmm. okay? He's 100 yards away. But if you were to take a big, tall pole and stick it in the ground next to the deer, and that pole comes all the way up to your height, now you measure the distance going straight ahead, a perfect level right. horizontal line to the pole from where you're at, it might only be 50 yards. Right. It's like a triangle. It's weird. Okay, so like yeah. think of it like a triangle, and then you make that triangle a square. It's just, or if you have a triangle, okay, and the what do they call? It's like you have a, a right triangle. This is this is math, and this is terrible that we yeah. we don't know this. So let's see if the four of us can make this happen. Okay, oh, Lord, ready. Okay, we We're, have we a right angle triangle. Oh no. Okay, We've ninety never degrees. Done this uh-huh. right. Ninety degree triangle. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have the, the vertical, the, the, the vertical, okay, yeah. the vertical part right. of the triangle, and right. then you have the flat part of the triangle. Right. What is the the other one, the one that at the angle? What is that called? Well, you got to use the horizontal distance, not the greater diagonal distance. Right, but the, I'm saying it's like if you have a triangle, it's like isn't there a formula? Don't they have a name for that? Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's, I think it's, it is the I, I think it is the hypotenuse, but the but the whole thing is. The uh, uh, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Exactly. And here's the deal. Yeah. My rangefinder does it for me. Okay. <laughs> well, and you, but you, you brought up a good point because yeah. I know when we went to Kentucky a bunch. That's what I'm saying. And I was sitting up on the side of him. We yes. call them mountains. Yes, we call mountains. And looking down, I'm going, God, that deer looks like he's closer. But then you know, you you start counting it out in your head, and you go, no, That's 60 yards. And you pull a rangefinder up, and you go. Dang, that's only 35 yards. Right. It's, a, it's the hypotenuse. Yeah. Hypotenuse. yeah. That's, the that's what Kirk said. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. I just want to confirm it. Yeah. That is correct. I and what are the other two? What's the vertical and the horizontal? I don't think they have a name for them. Oh, they do. I know they do. They're no, mathematicians. They Come on. They had to name it. No, I don't think they do. They had to. They had to. We need a math teacher to call us. Oh, boy. Uh, like a fifth might, grade math teacher. Yeah, people, that might be it. It. people are listening. Go, look, look, we're it's listening so to the outdoor bad. show. We don't want to listen to that math. Might, okay? that, that might be a tough get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, on this show. That's yeah. oof. Uh, I'm going to I'm GTSing. Honey, turn that off. I'm getting a headache. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, he, he, here's the deal. Um, I just saw, I want to make sure I get this correct. But did you, I, By the way, did you give us the tides? 
No, we never got that. We started talking about I'll tarpon. Do, and yeah. All right, we'll totally do it right now. Yep. Brought to you by Angie trail. Subs as we go to a break. By the way, I went there for dinner last night, okay? Uh, nice. Wife's out of town. I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? And I can, you know, I got a craving. I can go wherever I want. For some French right. fries. I can do whatever yeah. I want. Yeah. I had me a Dr. Bang Scrippy and a French fry. Man, you went by a lot of places to go eat to get to Angie's. <gasps> Don't you ever try to get anything different, though? Yeah. I mean. Well, it is no. different. I mean, it, it, no, I haven't had one in like a week. A week? Yeah, oh. a week. Oh. And I had a Peruvian then, wow. so I haven't had a, a Bang Scrippy in probably Two weeks? Two weeks? Goodness gracious. You know, I, was, I was totally jonesing for one. Ugh. So I went to Angie Subs, and then I did go and <laughs> get ice cream afterwards. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> Look at the phones. <laughs> I know. Oh, you, boy. You really? idiots in a triangle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Angie Subs right there at the corner of Beach and Pemmon. Don't forget about the Grom <laughs> at the beach. And uh, Ty, you got your Tides app on you there, Kurt? Uh, yeah. Will you pull it up and give me a, a, a Tides? Yeah. A moment, sir. Um, tides. I thought you had it. I had it right here. I mean, I don't know. I've got, I'm cute. Oh, he's terrible. Well, I can tell you this. It's a little around noon. I got it. I mean, <laughs> computer literate. My computer's not boot, booting up. All right, I got up. it. Uh, today's tide. Okay, this is Jacksonville Beach. Okay, it's the beach tide now. Yep. Okay. It's the beach tide. Uh, today at 646 a.m., we had a 5.4 high tide. And then at 1 o'clock this afternoon is a .10 low tide. That's your tide support brought to each and every week. By Angie Subs. And so, uh, let's take a break. Yes. It's Well, wait. It's leg, leg, hypotenuse. Or it is adjacent, opposite, and hypotenuse. Oh. Okay. Perfect. How That's, about that? Yeah. You've done been schooled. Now, yeah. now, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't. Oh, no. Don't. We got to yeah. take a don't break. What it. were their qualifications? Oh, don't do it. Um, the... Uh, the leg and leg are the generally accepted terms mm-hmm. for those. It's always hypotenuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's talking about the person that called in. Yeah, the people that called in because not, you know not your theory. There. For example, oh, no, 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 no. I looked this up. I didn't listen. To any it's these, like uh, less like a Fluster called heads. in and said, "Hey, no. you okay, know, so, t- leg so <laughs> let me t- let me tell you what happened. <laughs> let, let me tell you what happened. So we had all the lines ringing, uh, right? Okay. okay, the one I picked up was Mitch. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, here you oh, go. That's, oh, that's why I looked it up. <laughs> Christine just sent me a text. She said the Pythagorean theorem is the A squared. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pythagor- Pythagorean theorem. Py- Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> A squared <laughs> plus B squared <laughs> equals <laughs> C squared. <laughs> Suffer and fuck it. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> Y'all are, I gotta, I gotta hear that again. Like, Y'all what, gotta, what was that called? <laughs> <laughs> I never knew we were laughing at that. Oh, dude, he's your Spam Sam on the show. <laughs> oh, I hate that rabbit. <laughs> we're going rabbit hunting. Uh, uh, Kirk, you totally sounded like totally it was awesome. Sam. Yes. <laughs> I got it out, man. I just know I just spit it out as best I could. No, no, that's all I know. Because I'm glad you have your own little phone thingy on that Uh, microphone. Oh boy, it's a squared plus b squared equals c squared. The thing, the thing. Dang rabbit. Thanks, Christine. Hey, by the way, if somebody had sent me that text, I wouldn't have said anything because I wouldn't have tried to bring it out. No. So does the, the, by the Pythagorean way, theorem. By the way, yes. Pythagorean. Theory. Kirk, Pythagorean. Kirk has much, <laughs> much smarter friends than me because ain't nobody sent me no text. 
Well, educated people uh, tend to you know flock together. Yeah. So Gordon's uh, not texting me going, "Hey, I know what that is." <laughs> no, Jay's not. He's no. just, Jay's like, "Hey, I know how to mow D minus, okay, yeah. D minus, D minus." <laughs> Oh, oh, Lord, we're so oh, far away. Right. Uh, yeah, one. we got to take a break. <laughs> and uh, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Seuss, fire up the dilithium. Uh, all right, let's just take a break. Just, just uh, play the go. commercial. Yeah. CNH Marine Construction, if you want to turn your little piece of waterfront into waterfront heaven, CNH Marine Construction. Bulkheads, docks, boathouses, boat lifts, maintenance, they do it all. New construction, remodeling, fixing up, you name it, they do it. Just go to the homepage of outdoorshow.com, go to the bottom of the page, click on CNH Marine Construction. All of our sponsors, advertisers, all clickable links, and they can help you out like they've helped us out many times. All right, so the. The educated ones have started to send me texts mm-hmm. about the triangle issue, okay? Only on the other uh, Chef Gordon uh-huh. said, don't hurt yourself. Base and height is what you call the legs of a right triangle. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what he calls it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parker said, the angle of the dangle. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Oh, uh, anyway. And no deer. Uh, yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, uh. Mitch wants to chime in on the triangles. Let's see what he has to say. Or Mitch. It's called about the Charlie Daniels tickets. <laughs> I thought the leads. <laughs> Good morning, Mitch. You weren't, you weren't caller four, Mitch. <laughs> We already Damn gave it. those away. That devil went down to Georgia already. <laughs> <laughs> Do you men know the shark bite capital of the United States? Ponte Vedra Beach? New Smyrna. Yeah. Well, oh, it is for real? Yeah, yeah it is for real. Uh, in fact, two boys got bit this week. They average nine a year. That's pretty high. Well, a lot of bait stays off that coast. A ton. I've seen so much bait there, you, you could walk on it, yeah. it seems like. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Kirk, what, what were you using for bait when that tarpon hit? Pogey. A whole pogey. Wow. Ate a whole wow, pogey. That's crazy. I would have had to hand off to. But uh, anyway, yeah, this guy in a wheelchair, he likes to go out and uh, photograph and videotape and stuff. And during the big waves uh, last month or whenever they were here during the hurricane, uh, these two tigers just kept going through the waves at about, uh, you know, 50 feet from the beach. And, uh, it was totally all captured on film, the uh, kid getting bit in the arm and stuff. It, they yeah. had it on the news. Really? In New but, Smyrna? Uh, yeah, New Smyrna. Wow. And I, then when they said the shark bite capital of the United States, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I thought maybe the Gulf Stream took a turn or something. No, it's, but, a, uh, it, it's, it's always been that way. Is it a debate thing? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, uh, Kirk, you know, when, when, on the days when we surfed, there was a lot of guys that would go down there, and they always told you that's the sharkiest place they've ever seen. You know? Yeah, huh. and it's it's been wow. that way. It's been that way forever. Turtle Mound. Yep. Well, thanks for having me on, man. Good okay. morning. Thank Good you, morning, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, the amount of sharks. Mm-hmm. We got a video, and uh, Fred Miles sent it to me. <clears throat> Fred sent it to me, and then I sent it to you guys. 
and it was there's a Cat's Paw Marina mm-hmm. in St. Augustine. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the river that goes back up in Sebastian? Okay, Sebastian, Sebastian river. river. Yep. Sebastian River runs essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, near the 312 bridge, and it cuts back all the way and almost literally almost touches US one. Oh, yes. it goes under US one. It goes under US one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh there's a um Used to be a dry storage marina back in there. Still that's, is. It's still there. That's Cat's Paw Marina. Okay. Okay. That's Cat's Paw. Yeah. Huge. Okay. And then you've got uh, some um, old or uh, boat manufacturers that used to be back there. Correct. Yep. Uh, L- lures. Lures. Yep. Exactly. So anyway, this video that Fred sent me was this: these guys were on a dock, and you can see in the background Cat's Paw Marina. Cat's Paw Marina, and this guy's taking a rope which he has attached to a carcass of a fish, and he's throwing it off of the dock, and the guy's hand-fighting a shark. If you notice what he did to attract the shark, they obviously feed this thing mm-hmm. quite a bit because he slaps it on the water. Yes. He, he, yeah, he, he, so he slaps it, and the, and the, the shark, it, in return, knows what's going on Wow! and comes over there and eats the carcass. Did you see that video, Kirk? Mm-mm. Oh, you haven't seen that video? Oh, no. my God. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's, what, do you, what do you think? Lengthwise, that thing was well. It's Kevin. a it's a bull shark, and I'd say eight feet. Wow. He's big. He's big. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, go all the way under, underneath that bridge, back up in there. That's yeah. crazy. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you know, again, we've ta- we've talked about this. I mean, there was a tiger shark caught at the Bridge Alliance last year, an eight footer, a tiger shark. That's crazy. Yeah, didn't. Didn't Scotty like yeah, run head on into yeah, one? Yeah, well, no, he helped the guy release that that tiger shark. They, they, he's the one who and it. I mean, but I mean, it was close to his head, wasn't it? Like, well, like yeah, because they, they the guy thought it was a tarpon, and so Scotty was trying to he help him out, and the, and the thing came up, and it's a tiger <laughs> shark. Oh, <laughs> and a tarpon. Yeah. Oh, oh. Whoop it. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, but he, I mean, this this video's nuts. Yeah, I wish I could find it. Did you still have the video? I, 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 I'm you sure. You got to show it to Kurt. Anyway, let's take a break. Okay, yeah. Let's do and, it. I would also like to see it. And then when we come back, we're going to do an LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. And uh, we have uh, one of the, I think, one of the most epic ring power tips coming up at 9 o'clock. I agree. That, uh, that we uh, have ever had. So we're looking forward to that one as well. But uh, when we come back, we'll do the LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. It's time now for an LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants. The businesses, job sites, everything all across our area and all across the southeast. And if you want to have your bottom line taken care of and your fleet running without interruption, contact LV Hires and do so through their website. Go to LVHIERS.com. This week's tip. Well, it's that time of year. It is. Be on the it, beach fishing. You know, and, and Jeff, you've you've seen the, the ocean the last week for September. Kirk, this is Unheard of. I mean, to, for us to still be fishing offshore, I mean, most of the time our kingfish rods are put away. Done. But surf fishing this week has, uh, I, I've talked to several guys, and um, they, they said the surf fishing has been absolutely fantastic. This time of year, me personally, I, I, I like to use mullet. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty and, of them in the surf. Yeah, there's plenty of them in the surf, either cut mullet or live mullet. And Captain's Choice Tackle, we make it's actually a whiting rig, but it's it's a double rig with two aught circle hooks, but it's got thirty pound mono on it. Pretty stout. Yeah, it's pretty stout. So if you, if you literally, if, in, instead of you know putting a shrimp or a sand flea or something like that on there, you put a, put a live mullet on there or put a piece of cut mullet on there. I mean, you, you can you can use these rigs for other things besides whiting. It's a great whiting rig, but it'll also, it, it, it will also, it will cover all the bases of anything that you want to use in the surf right now. So, and they're they're obviously available everywhere, including uh, Hagen Coast Outfitters, where they just opened up a, a mansion. Well, it's, it's pretty cool, the Hagen Coastal Outfitters, which has is in three Hagen Ace Hardware stores. Mm-hmm. Okay, soon to be, and many more. But right now, in the Mandarin store, the Green Cove, and in Yulee, well, They've had fishing in Green Cove and at the new Yuli store. Mm-hmm. Well, now they have a fishing section completely outfit at the Mandarin location. Rods, tackle, they got it all, including mm-hmm. Captain's Choice Tackle. Correct. At Absolutely. the Mandarin location. And you can go to our Facebook page and check out the post because there's pictures of the, uh, the Mandarin location. And you can actually see in one of the pictures... Ryan is in there stocking the shelves mm-hmm. and uh, taking care of it. Rods, reels, everything, <clears throat> all at uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitter. So check it out. Yeah, like again, we can go, but you know, the um, what a, what a great time to surf fish with with the calm ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, normally this time of year is blowing and it's northeast. You know what I mean? And it's it's, it's and tough. the east wind it, actually gives you a nice breeze where it doesn't make I, it so I hot totally agree with you and and not only that but an east breeze brings in clear water and fish and fish mm-hmm. i ran all over the ocean the other day it was great yeah i mean it was awesome yeah, yeah. all right let's uh let's go to the phone lines and bring up top gun this morning what Chris? in the wide world of sports is a going on there one thing i like about this show is you never know what you're gonna hear <laughs> I'm sitting here and all of a sudden talking about triangles or something. I'm like, what the what? Get your uh, hypotenuse gear. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a question for you. Hypotenuse. Yes, sir. Y'all might have y'all might have the best theme song of any show I've ever heard mm-hmm. on the radio. So my question is, who does that song? And oh, wow. who picked that song for the show? Kevin picked it. Yeah. And we got it from Strike Zone. It was a tape, wasn't it? It was a Yeah, like I have a, no idea. Wait yeah. a minute. Which which song are we talking about? This one. The theme song for yeah, the show. The opening. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's a tape. It's a cassette tape. It was a tape that I had. Yeah, that you got from Strike Zone. No. No, it wasn't from Strike Zone. I don't remember where I, I somebody gave that to me. I have I have remember because it, it it was a it was a complete CD of their songs. Yeah, yeah, and the I guy have, plays I all kind of like Jimmy Buffett stuff. Yeah, I have tried to find Who's it. Who's the group? Don't know. Have, have no, no idea. I, ah. Yeah, well, I, I've done research and have not figured it out. Yeah, because I, well, I I've had that question a lot, and I don't. I mean, I guess I could do a little more searching was, through some some old boxes and yeah. stuff. God, that was see if twenty. I could, Oh yeah, three oh, years ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's been on the show the whole time we've done it. Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect song. Perfect, perfect. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, the Jags kind of let me down 
Um, oh, I'm, a uh, really? I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed. I have no idea but, yeah. Are you but, kidding? <laughs> but there's this week, and we played Denver, and the Jags play Denver pretty good when they play them. So uh, I'm uh, hopeful that uh, this time we'll, yeah, they did we'll in, do better. They did in 95. That was 96. Yeah. 96. 96. Yeah. So I think they That's played. Close. I think I'll I heard that. they yeah. That's close enough. We played really they, well in 96. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, I think that, that I heard the Jags are leading the series seven to six, so uh, that's pretty good. That's um, a positive. And, uh, yeah. I, like, I like your and then I train of thought. Too. I do. Too. Yeah. Bless and your then heart. the mighty Gators, my mighty Gators, play uh, number one Alabama uh, this game. afternoon, and I'm I'm hoping for good things. I don't Thumping. know if this is true, Thumping. but I, I heard. <laughs> That if you drive through the <laughs> campus of the University of Alabama with your window down, they'll throw a diploma in your car. But I don't know if that's true, but we'll 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 take soon out. find out. <laughs> take out, take, take out. I'd yeah. like to, please. Well, hey, that, hey, that, well wait a minute, wait a minute, Top Gun. That is not yeah. true at Alabama, okay? Because I've nope. got some friends. See, now if you played football, okay. Oh. At some institutions, you can drive through campus and get a diploma thrown into your window. Okay. But not like to Clemson. in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. He's taking a shot at an ACC. Yeah, yeah, you were. Oh, oh. For many years. Anyway, mm. just, just kidding. This, this fellow was driving down the road, and cop pulled him over, and he walked up to the window and said uh, to the guy, I want you to blow in this tube for me. I want to check your alcohol level and uh guy said uh i can't do that he said i have really bad asthma and if i blow in that tube um i'll pass out and the cop says well you're gonna have to get in the back of the patrol car and go into the station and do a urine test and guy said i can't do that either i'm diabetic and if i urinate i'll blood sugar level will go down and I'll pass out. Amen. Cop says, well, he said, we'll have to do the blood test then. Guy said, I can't do a blood test. He said, I'm a hemophiliac <laughs> and uh, you stick me with that needle, I'll bleed to death. He won't be able to stop the bleeding. Cop gets all frustrated and he said, all right, mister, get out of the car and walk down this white line for me on the side of the road. Guy said, no way I can do that. Cop says, "Why can't you do that?" And the guy says, "Cause I'm drunk." I like it. Oh, that was up there with the uh, the patch. That's pretty good. Oh, he's money. Mm. Oh man. All right, so uh, I gotta I gotta go back. Oh no, to what? To a couple of Facebook posts that we had on our uh, on our Facebook page this week. Okay. Did you guys, by the chance, did you see the um, first of all, great picture of you with the two kids in the tarpon? Yeah, that was. Where that was awesome? that at? That was Bridge Lines. That's awesome. It, 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 that, that was so special, man. That's pretty fish. Yeah, pretty and fish. A perfect that, size. Perfect size fish. for Wyatt, man, yeah. to, to to catch that fish. And and we literally had like ten minutes to go on our trip. As a matter of fact, when we released the fish, I love doing this. Yeah. I said, guys, that's the way we're going to end our day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know what yeah. I mean? That, that you don't you don't want to go back just for fifteen minutes. No. And sit there. You want you want that memory 
to stick with you, and that kid will will, will never forget that. That it was, was awesome. a Tuesday's post. Mm-hmm. If you go to Monday's post, we uh, where we live at now. Anytime there's like lights on, you know, we're at the beach, and so all these bugs congregate around the windows where the lights are bright. Yeah. yeah. And these frogs that live up in the dunes, mm-hmm. dude, they come, they come to the lights because they know the bugs are there. Right. Did you guys see the video? Yeah, I did. Absolutely. I couldn't believe how many he was eating. He is wearing the bugs out. Don't He's you just, love it? Yeah. You know, so, the thing that's incredible, his tongue is moving so fast you can't even see you it. You can't yep. even see it. It's like no. a blink of an eye. No, it's it's a video of this frog that's up on this window, and he's literally sitting there right where the light is really bright. Yeah. And he's just sitting there waiting for the bugs to come right in front of his they're face. Like, they're like landing on his nose, and he's just eating them. What's what's that that game where the marbles go out, and and, and, uh, and uh, you, you push this lever, and it, and it grabs them? Hungry, hungry hippos. Hungry hippo. That's <laughs> what it reminded me of. <laughs> anyway. Well, he ate some big ones. A cool, cool little video there, and there's a picture of Kevin from hunting this week, and yep. then... Uh, and then there was a civilians that got launched into space that Wednesday night. That was awesome. Did you see that? Can you believe that? That's pretty wild. That's crazy. And I uh, got some pictures of it as it went up into the sky, the, the night sky. What was that cost? Clear enough. I don't know. Can you imagine? I mean, it's got to be. I mean, quarter- My question, when, when they go up, because I don't know this. Yeah. When they go up, are they just like going up and coming right back? I don't no, know. No, they're actually orbit. They went up and. Got put in orbit, so, so they were circling. How long are they back? I, I don't know. I mean, okay, I have a really stupid question, right? Astronauts are trained, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, for for years yeah. and years and years to go up in space. Sure, um, I know that they they have a lot more to do with of you know with the electronics and everything else. If you're just a passenger, yeah. You just stick the helmet on and strap Let's go. in. And <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Bring the dog Pay to your, infinity and beyond. <laughs> Pay your quarter of a million and let uh, her rip. Yeah, I bet you it's got to be more than that. Hey, my dad, Can you imagine what that thing? You had to, it had to be, a, a, I mean, millions, right, to, to do that? No, I don't think so. No? No. Okay. All right. If somebody knows the yeah, answer. Yeah, somebody knows. I don't, because and and, and I, I want to know, I mean, seriously, if, if, if you, or, you know, you, you, you go online and you're like, okay, I want to go into space for three days, and you're yeah. Somebody you know, call do, in. Do you, do you have to like, tell us train how much you got to? Maybe if they know how much gravity, it, how much it costs for these people to go. Okay, and then also, what's the scoop on? They, do they go up, come right back? Or are they going yeah. up in for a day or two and coming <laughs> back? A, is there a weight limit? I mean, what, yeah, I, I have no well, idea. Look at they did last time. They 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 launched an 18 year old Jeff Bezos. And they went okay, so uh, into suborbit. Hold, hold on, why we're why we're doing that? Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Chris, can we let's when we come back? I want to talk to we're gonna. I want the answers to that. Okay, and then Jeff, uh, I think he needs help to teach his son to fish. So we're gonna help Jeff out. We come back, and then we're gonna get the answer to this space I, travel. I got, thing. I got the numbers. Okay. Yep. And uh, and we'll do that right after this right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, uh, Consignment Boat Sales is looking for full or part-time employees to wash uh, and run boats uh, for them. So, uh, if you guys are, if somebody out there is looking for a little part-time work, yeah, call Guy. He's a, 
I mean, if you're you're going to be working directly with Guy, he's a great, great guy, great dude. Man. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. I've known him for years. Good All person. Right. So uh, just give Guy a call if you're looking for some work at Consignment Boat Sales. 904-249-6225. The location location of Consignment Boat Sales is at Mayport. So the benefit of working there is, is you get to go and eat some great seafood very close by. Oh, they go over there all the time, too, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines, and let's see if we can help Jeff teach his son how to fish. Good morning, Jeff. Well, I kind of sound like an idiot when you say teach my son. Not really teaching how to fish. I uh, just moved out here from uh, Quitman, Texas. Um, yeah. A little lake out there. Uh, Lake Fork. I'm I'm a, I'm a freshwater fisherman, and when I got transferred out here to Jacksonville, I have no idea, no clue at all about saltwater fishing. I mean, sure, I I know how to teach them. You know, I tell them how to tie a knot. And that, sure. I just don't know about. Like I heard y'all talk about tides this morning. I mean, we don't have any. We don't have to deal with any of that in freshwater sure, fishing. Sure. Is there a place that I can go for myself also and yeah. my son to maybe learn about you know, the different uh, ins and outs, if you will, with sure. saltwater fishing. I think, I think you, first of all, you found the right place. Yeah. I mean, you tune in every Saturday morning from 7 to 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I would I would tell you this because I was in the exact same category that you're in in 1995. Mm-hmm. And, yes, the one, and then one thing to just to tell you that think bass fishing, okay, and, and apply that same kind of philosophy to saltwater because you're still trying to find – structure and drop ambush offs. points, drop-offs, et cetera. But the one requirement that you need is tidal movement, okay, to add to that. So if the water's not moving in salt water, it's not very often that you're going to catch fish. So you okay. need moving water. And then and I always think about it in this term, it's easier to catch fish when there's less water in the area you're fishing. So the lower the tide is, the the water body shrinks, so it concentrates huh. fish a little bit more. That so, makes sense. so and sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes you're catching fish on incoming tide and high outgoing mm-hmm. and high incoming. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think that applies, doesn't it, guys? Yeah, it I mean, does. Yeah, Jeff, are you basically trying to fish from shore? No, I um, I, I'd like to. I'm been online i've been i've been looking for a you know an offshore center console uh not a real big boat but um the first thing i will I tell can... you jeff is when you yes, when sir. you're thinking about getting a boat okay yes sir don't buy one until you've done one thing okay what's that get you a charter captain like yep. kevin or kirk and, I, and i'm not saying this to promote these guys but i'm just okay. telling you it's gonna save you a lot of damn money yeah yeah. Okay. okay. You got to figure out what okay. you want, really want. Yeah. Because you need to fish a couple different ways and, and spend a little bit of money to go out with some charter captains like Kevin and Kirk and then maybe somebody that goes offshore fishing. Or in the backcountry. Okay. Like, or in the backcountry. Like, like okay. Leon like Leon Dana or Chip Wingo. So that you can kind of get an understanding of what our area has to offer so that you can then kind of game plan and say, okay, this is the kind of thing yeah, I want to do. Totally, I, totally agree with that. Because, I mean, I can tell you this, Jeff, I went through like three different boats before I finally ended up where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And, okay. uh, you know, so do that. that and, and then, and then I think a lot of things 
what you just said about getting with a charter captain. I didn't even think about that. That, that is probably the best piece of advice that you've given me this morning. Well, and join one of the clubs. Like if you if you live in Jacksonville, join the uh, Jacksonville Offshore Fishing Club mm-hmm. or the that inshore. I, yep, I plan on doing that. Or the inshore saltwater anglers. Are they still around? Uh, or not? Uh, what's the other one? It's the uh, it's it's um, Florida Lure Anglers Florida Association. Lure anglers. Yes. Okay, which does a lot of inshore fishermen, and they use artificial uh, baits. But I mean, if you're if you're going to go from like bass fishing, and you want to be able to fish inshore, maybe bump off to the beach a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of different boats that you can look at. But like I said, a charter captain, and because number one, you're going to learn a lot of great fishing techniques, and also sure. you'll you'll kind of start to understand a little bit about boats. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and these two guys right here, I hey, mean, and Jeff, been how, in a bunch. How, how old is your son? He's 13. Oh, oh that's perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's all about it. He he took off into that bass fishing out there on Lake Fork about when he was 9 or 10. And it's every weekend, Dad, can we take the boat out this week? I mean, so he loves it. And I, so when we moved out here to Jacksonville, I said, son, I'm going to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give myself a little bit of an education on this saltwater stuff, son. I'm, I'm, you know, lures. You go into Walmart. There's so many damn. I'm like, where do you begin? <laughs> yeah, but here's here's the other thing too, Jeff. We have some great bass fishing. Yes, we do. You know, and and if you get the right boat, you, you can do, do both. both. Right. Yeah. If you get the right boat, you. you can do both. You might not want a big yeah. boat. You might want a, you know a yeah. twenty foot or yeah, you know, a bay boat. A twenty, yeah. you know, and, and I'll tell you this: the one boat that can kind of do it all, Jeff, that we all run, uh, we all run bay boats. You know, Kevin's a twenty-four, twenty-four. Kirk's is a twenty-four. Yep. Mine's a twenty-two, and we can do the offshore stuff on good days, really good days, okay. beach fishing stuff, backwater somewhat. You know, bass fishing, we can do all of that. Yep. In a bay boat, so you know. You, you you mentioned about bass fishing. Um, my my boss invited me over for dinner. He was out in Sawgrass, and I brought over my uh, <laughs> a little devil's first topwater lure and caught a, a six and a half pound bass in, in one of the lakes out there in oh, Sawgrass. Yeah. I was oh, like, those lakes are full you, of fish. You guys, you got some bass out here. Yeah, that oh. was not very big. Wait till you start getting them up yeah. in the double digits. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said. He says that's a small one, John. Yeah, or Jeff. But uh, hey, guys, listen, I really do appreciate absolutely. Uh, it's been a wealth of information this morning, and uh, thanks so much, guys. All right, you're no very problem, welcome. Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Yes, sir. All yeah. right, let's go talk to Kirk and find out how much this little trip to space costs. Okay. He's got some info <laughs> for us. Is it Kirk, like Captain Kirk? It is, it is. Wow. Wow. cool. That's rare in this world. I haven't met many Kirk. Brothers from another mother. Yeah, I know, exactly. How are you all doing today? Good. Hey, yeah, good. Really good. great show. I've been listening to it for years and years and years. Pretty cool. All right, so the Inspiration 4, uh, they actually are starting to come down tomorrow. They'll be splashed down at 7 o'clock. Okay, well, well, what's the name of it again? Inspiration 4. That's the name of the of the spaceship that went up, okay? That's right. SpaceX. And also the crew, right, exactly. So the commander's Isaac, I forgot his last name, but he financed this thing out of his own pocket. Yeah, Jared uh, Isaacman. Thank you. 38-year-old uh, no, billionaire. Absolutely correct. So it was an undisclosed amount. You know, he basically wanted to make sure it was like it was for everyone. So going forward, I, uh, Elon Musk is talking about fifty million dollars per seat. So it's no longer everyone; it's still going to be a rich man's game. Um, but yeah, so that was so the bad part. So, so fifty so, million per trip, per trip per seat. You get yeah. you, you, oh, you oh, ride oh, up oh. on a, you actually. Well, oh, that's a seat. Yeah, that's a seat. Fifty-eight million per per seat. Yep. But that's cheaper yeah. than what we were paying the Russians. 
which was eighty oh, million dollars per yeah. seat. And so again, I mean, you know, these guys went for three days, Jeez. and like that, they started their descent this morning. Um, so it's pretty cool. The sad part is nothing really came down. Only like four pictures came down. It's like they're saving all the content for the Netflix series. The fifth installment's coming up on the thirtieth. Oh. Um, you know, there were four se- there were four installments of the ne- uh, leading up to the launch up until September eighth, which was pretty cool. Has that um, been has that been put out yet? Yeah, it's actually Emily. Literally, literally the, the four episodes, the four installments came out. The last one was on September. I mean, just before the launch, and then the okay. fifth one, actually, the including the launch and the you know the um, up in space, will come out later on in September. So the theory is that's what they're saving all the the footage for, all the content. All for Netflix. We've seen nothing okay. of, since they've been up there. Okay. It's been silent except for the four pictures, which is sad. I mean, you know, it would have been fun. I mean, everyone was like looking for this. Well, but, I mean, if I'm paying yeah. fifty. Eight million, Correct. whatever. Correct. I mean, you know what? I, I mean, you want to try to monetize it a little bit, but you know? yeah, no. I mean, I'm just saying for like an everyday fan or somebody's like, really, yeah, no, I hear you. Um, why is it so? I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you you had this giant lead up, and then you know nothing. So, I mean, after once the launch happened, I mean, like, but it's fine. I mean, it was I, exactly. pretty cool. Did you did you actually go outside and check it out, Kirk? At all? I did it's, not. I watched. Okay. I watched it on television. Um, I'm, I'm over here in San Marco. Um, so yeah, so it was, it was kind of again fun. Like I said, I watched the installments. I've been watching, you know, again uh, from uh, Twitter and the SpaceX and stuff. Just like again, it's it's everyone. I mean, you've got your first African American space pilot. You've got a lady, a cancer survivor. You've got you know, um, you know Isaac, who is responsible for Shift Four, um, you know, card uh, transactions. And then the guy from Lockheed, I think, or wherever. I mean, you know. Okay, the, so who the picked all guy. the passengers? Because I mean, it's obviously. Some of those people couldn't afford fifty something million dollars. Correct. So he did. He did a couple of different things. One, he chose uh, the cancer survivor, and the other two were through um, uh, a contest. And uh, Dr. Really? Dr. Proctor, you know, basically won because of her art and her poetry. Um, so it was actually pretty cool the way he did it. Um, yeah, you know, the, the one was selected out of seventy-two thousand entries. Yeah, from a St. Jude's. So, yeah. uh, 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 I guess donations. All right, so let me ask you guys this, and this is for both Kirks and Kevin, Chris, okay? If you guys had the opportunity to to have a seat on that spaceship. Can, can I, I'm, I'm gone. For, I'm going. Can, can I go for free, and though? <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I'm going to get so going. $58 million is a little out of my no, price. No, no, I'm not bag, saying, you know? I'm okay. not saying yeah, if you right. had the money. I'm just saying is if this guy called you up and said, congratulations. I might have to dig around you in your want, backyard or something. You want a you know? seat. Okay, yeah. to go okay. up in in the spaceship that I got. Yep. Yeah. Would you go? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you, Kirk. Do you trust it though? I mean, one hundred percent. Hey. One hundred percent. Absolutely. You yeah. drive down I mean, the I, interstate going ninety miles an hour with your hair on fire. Think you about never it. Know. They're they're you know they're 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 um the, the um you know the rockets are coming back down and landing on on the drones and stuff like that. I mean, they've done some really good science here, and yeah. over the over the years. You know, the accidents have been freak accidents are because there was someone made a mistake. So it's not like the science is there. Some of that's in human error where the accidents happen. Uh, you know, especially when you look at the Challenger, look what happened. I mean, the O-ring malfunction, they let, they, they went, it went up when it shouldn't have gone up. You know, coming back down, we also had the heat shield issues. Yeah. So, I mean, think about it. It's really the freak accidents that have happened. Yeah, um, but I mean, so that, that, that Challenger is just still in your mind. Oh, sure it is. Yeah, but... A death don't scare me. But, I mean, it would be so, cool yeah. to all of a sudden. 100%. You're looking down and you're seeing the marble of Earth from space. Yes. Just how small yes. it is. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean you, so, 
that would be a, what was a, the name a, of that movie? Kirk, the guy, the where the guy got stuck in space. With Tom Hanks? No, no, Robinson no. Crusoe. Was it Mars? Martian? The one over in Mars? Oh uh, yeah, what was uh who was he got stuck oh, in space that. and then they had to like have some perfect thing happen and bring him back and then oh yeah yeah that was uh, the Martian yeah yeah, yeah that was. Uh, uh, I never saw it. I never even heard of it. It's a great movie. I, yeah, it was have... Jason Bourne. Who's that That's guy? Right. Yeah. Jason Bourne. Uh, yeah, yeah. The guy you know, who from Jason Earth. Bourne from yeah. the Bourne series, Bourne Supremacy, and yeah. all that. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. What? Yeah, who is it? What is that dude's name? I'm bad with actors. I'm not. Uh, yeah, he's I'm not like yeah. He's he's a turd, but. Yeah, <laughs> he is. Yeah, oh my gosh! Don't tell me that because I like the guy. Yeah, he's a turd. Kurt, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it. I've been listening a long time. Uh, you guys keep on another 25 years or 20, uh, yep. 26 years now. Absolutely. Yep. You know, yep. I've started listening 30, to y'all. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's funny. I, I was like, I was trying to remember. One of the first episodes I remember, Jeff Logman was talking about the Florida gold card, um, you know, for hunting and life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, card. Yeah, it was like gosh. a long time ago. That was a while back. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. See you. Thank, Thank you, Kirk. Kirk. Thank Kirk. Uh, by the way, Matt Damon. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Thank the you. Movie it, was, yeah, it was 007. And the Bourne, yeah. the Bourne movies, which mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of. So don't tell me anything about Matt Damon. I okay, I won't. I've already gotten to the point where like, I, I, I refuse to watch Tom Cruise, and I refuse <laughs> to watch some other actors yeah. and actresses because of their political viewpoints. I don't need to add, right. add another one to the list because right, I like the Bourne series. You're a big, <laughs> liberal turd. You're such a, you're such a fan of Roseanne. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, look you, I, you fly the fra- I fly the flag very proudly. Thank you very much. Okay. Ooh, there's getting fired little, up. Little, and, uh, little foreshadowing there. Maybe don't do that in, in Hollywood. They like to fly a different flag. I'm sorry. I like to fly the red, white, and the blue. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. All right, uh, let's take a break. And uh, we're going to work on Kirk's pronunciation in the break. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Can we replay that, Chris? Kirk, just just the part where yeah, Kirk is trying to pronounce that word. That, oh, wow. You're I, asking, I'm not even going to try. Asking asking things, that was man. I don't even remember the name of it. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Folks, if you're in the market for a Cadillac, it's only one place to go. And also, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, go in there and tell them what you're looking for. And the cool thing about, and, and, and again, I've dealt with them for, for years, about Claude Miller Cadillac. When, whenever you go in there and you, you purchase a vehicle, like, everything's done. When you sign the papers, they take your insurance card, they switch everything over. So when you walk out of there, it's it's not like you've got to go home and call your insurance, give them a VIN number and all that. No, it's, it's, it's all taken care of at Claude Dolan Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. All right, um, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Scotty Brown this morning. Scotty Brown. Scotty Brown. Good morning, guys. Good morning, morning, buddy. Long time no here. It's been a long time. Yeah. You guys have been getting along so good without me. It's it's been a good show to listen to. (laughs) It's been so long that Chris Chris forgot your theme music. Had a hard time finding your theme music. No, I found Uh, it. I was just waiting. I wanted to see if he'd say something. He didn't, so I just thought I'd assault him. (laughs) So, Scotty, if you had the chance to go to space on one of these uh, trips and, you know, this guy that's putting this rocket thing together says, Hey, Scotty Brown, uh, I got (laughs) your spot. Would you go? Probably not yet. I think it's, I mean, that's an interesting question. I mm. mean, it's because, you know, it's not like this guy's a NASA trained guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. 
And yeah, it's not that I don't want to go. It's just that you know I'm not sure the equipment has been tested enough yet. Well, right. it's all automated. They don't. I don't think they don't think they don't touch anything. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's automated or not. Humans yeah. build the automation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it so there's still right, can be human error. <laughs> I think I'd have trouble not being able to touch the steering wheel. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where going, you going? Straight up, baby. We're going straight up. <laughs> so for Kirk, down. so for Kirk, Kirk gets you know Kirk. Kirk signed up. Okay, he's yeah. going to go on this space rocket. Uh-huh. Okay, and he's he like, I'd have a hard time not touching the steering wheel. So yeah. they go to the amusement park and they buy one of these kitty rides that's got a steering wheel I just and put it say, in front of his seat. Just there you go, Captain. Just the fact that well, the, you called well, it a steering wheel yeah. automatically yeah. disqualifies it, it, you from it, piloting uh, anything. It's got to have a pedal too. Now you got to have yeah. something, yeah. man. <laughs> Full flaps. Hey, where's the gear shift on this? <laughs> like Yosemite Sam was saying. Can we hit second gear? Hey, listen. I just hard. learned about whoa, the Pythagorean said, theorem. Do I have to use this to fly it? Where's the hypotenuse? That gummit. I say, whoa! Stop this thing. Bring her in. Turn around. That's this what I thing get drives for, like a Mack truck. That's what I get for trusting a rabbit to run this thing. Scotty, did you hear, by chance, did you get to hear Captain Kirk earlier trying to pronounce Pythagorean theorem? No, I mean, I must have tuned in right after. Oh, oh you know, Sometimes, Scotty, you just got to spit it out. Once you start on it, you can't back off. You know? Well, there was a lot of spit. Yeah. Well, that's in, for sure. In the, in the radio studios here at 1010, since COVID, they put these clear plastic dividers up between the four microphones okay i can't see through the screen that kirk is it's splattered yeah he's splattered (laughs) the whole screen over there trying to pronounce that word he sounded like sylvester the cat no he was either sylvester the cat or yosemite sam that's good chris (laughs) have to bring in one of them covid foggers to disinfect that area huh get the you know Hazmat suit. <laughs> we have to wear full head screens now. So how's the weather down there, Kevin? I saw you were in the tree stand one day. Yeah, it, it, I went because it was opening weekend. Huh? <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's one thing that I just can't stand when I'm bow hunting, and it's not the heat. It really, seriously, it because it wasn't it wasn't crazy hot. But Scotty, when I tell you there was no wind, I'm talking none. I mean, just dead still. Mm. And when it's like that, you know, if you're if you're gun hunting, that's one thing. You're 150 yards away, but deer have a weird sixth sense. And when they when it's like that, I, you know, they call it light and variable, Scotty. But I'm just telling you, it ain't even light and variable. There's no wind. When that deer gets within 30. 35 yards of you. I'm, He's going to smell you. They know something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's, they uh, they yeah, do. I, they, I do not like it. I like a little breeze. More oh, than, oh more I, it, than if it was still is just terrible. It's terrible. And, well, you and, can't and move. Something can go wrong at any second. And, and, and not only that, but when you pull the bow back, just it goes, shh. Yeah. Oh, they know. They come out of their skin, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so I hunted, I hunted Sunday evening, saw deer, but they were, they were in a, uh, an oak flat eating on acorns. And then had a doe come in on me on Monday morning, and I'm just telling you, this deer was so nervous. Years I mean, in all kind of different ways. Oh my God! And she only came in there for like two minutes, and, and she just left. I mean, you couldn't even have taken a shot because she was so nervous. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and 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 so much of that has to do with with no wind. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got some kind of a breeze in your face or something, because 
they're because now I, I believe that they can hear everything. Oh, with light and variable all day long. Yeah. So every little bird and the you know, squirrels, armadillos, whatever it is, Scotty, they just well, I think they can't a lot stand of, it. I think a lot of times it's because they can't hear anything. I mean, because you'll get in the woods and the squirrels will stop moving and the birds will start stop moving. And I think that makes them nervous when they don't hear the other animals moving. Right. You know? I don't know how they just don't have heart attacks all the time. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> they Stro- just, stroking they, out. They, they just, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. That's how they survive, though. Yeah, that's exactly how they survive. No doubt. But it was cool well, seeing deer. Out and it's gonna, it's gonna get cooler. Oh, next weekend, next, <laughs> yeah, next weekend. I mean, there's a there's a cold front coming through this week around Wednesday or Thursday, um, and there, you know, that's right. Um, highs here, in the in the yeah. 70s, lows in the low 50s. Woo-hoo. Oh, that's what it's going to be here. That's great. Oh yeah, I, was, I saw that. It's going to be about the exact same. I, I just hope it doesn't flood between now and then because I, I, they, yeah. they're calling for a chance of rain like every day. Every day, like 60 yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, crazy, uh, crazy weather. But, uh, Jeff, how much did you get at your place um, with the storm that went by? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it was pretty dry before then, and I don't I don't know what the I think we got about an inch and a half inch in one point six something like that oh, well, so far. Well, it's not too bad, but I mean, it's you know we we were so wet all summer. Yeah, it's like yeah. just ready to have it dry out a little bit. You know, just every now and then get like maybe a quarter inch just to knock the dust down, kind of thing. Because it's just been it's been a lot of rain. Yeah, we noticed. Uh, we uh, Steve was out of Beanville um, doing water chemistry, and we noticed they've had so much rain that they're not having normal summer um, water chemistry. Um, it, that, things aren't the way they would be during a dry season because the rain has kind of steadied things out, lowered the temperature a little bit, and kept things at an even keel instead of having some bad bad water in various lakes. So. Hmm. All right, Scotty, we got to run. We got to take a break. Okay, guys, take your break. Good talking to you, and uh, have a good week. Absolutely. Yep, you too. See you. See you. alright nine 904-641-1010 if you'd like to jump in. And, uh, by the way, if you'd like to have somebody come in and help you with your honeydew list, Handyman Travis mm-hmm. is the guy to call, okay? And his number? 510-4020. 904-510-4020. 510 for Handyman Travis, TS Home Renovations. Handyman Travis. If you'd like to join us here this morning, 641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, did you guys, or are you guys aware of when scallop season ends? Is it like September 24th? It's this weekend. Yeah, I, I thought it was done. The, no, the only place open, I believe, is Crystal River. I got an email from FWC, and I think it just ends. Because I was saying is that, look, uh, I think you can squeeze in maybe a little scalloping at CNH River Club. If you can't, yeah, if you the can't, fishing starts to get yeah, like but, yeah. off the chart good. Because I had a guy on the boat yesterday who fishes out of Steen Hatch, and he was saying scallop season's over, and he's so glad <laughs> because – now he can go to the boat ramp and launch again on the weekends. All right. Uh, I, I got the map up, okay? Mm-hmm. And Steen Hatchie uh, ended on Labor Day. Correct. Okay. But in other counties, okay, Franklin, Northwest Taylor, uh, Levy. Is that Levy? or Levy. Le- 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 Levy. 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 
Love you. Anyway, Love Citrus you, and Hernando counties, it goes until September 24th. Okay, so that's next weekend. And then yeah. over uh, yeah. Gulf County zones, it goes until September 24th. Mm-hmm. But in Steenhatchee, Steenhatchee River Club, it is now closed and you can fish. Yeah, you go fishing without the, the scallop crowd. Yeah, which would, I mean, a lot of people, man, they're just like, can't wait for oh, yeah. scallop season to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're like, can we please just get this over with? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we can get our boat ramps back to not being a madhouse. Yep. Well, I get it. I totally get it. So um I'm trying to I'm I'm looking for a suggestion. Okay, seriously. Yeah, okay, seriously. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're being I, serious. I, I plant I plant typically in the fall, you know, oats, a mix, a blend, mm-hmm. oats, wheat, and in the big seed box I've used in the past, buckwheat. Mm-hmm. My guy at the uh, seed and and fertilizer shop gave me a great suggestion because he, he didn't have any buckwheat, mm-hmm. which I always plant buckwheat in the fall because it's a fast grower, and then it, it goes until the first frost, and yep. then it's gone anyway. Okay, so... It's just a fast feed. Yeah. And I, I asked him, I said, do you have buckwheat? He said, no, we don't have any buckwheat. And I was like, well, do you have any suggestions and maybe something else to plant? I th- he had a great idea. What was that? Sunflower. Really? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever tried to plant sunflower with a high deer density or in a smaller food plot? The deer will Never. look like in a mix. Never. The deer will eat every sunflower sprout out of your food plot. That's the first thing they eat. Huh. Mm. So I was sitting there going, that's a great idea. Uh-huh. Because they love to eat newly sprouted sunflowers. So in our mm. fall food plot, in your fall food plot mix, and sunflower seed is not a super expensive seed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's maybe $20 a bag, $30 a bag, something like that. Add a little bit of that to your you know, your fall mix. And it will, it will, yeah, seriously, it will attract deer into your food plot in a hurry huh. because okay. they're going to want to eat that sunflower. Yep. And then they're not waiting for the seed to grow and you're not trying to go to seed and right. attract dove. So it's the plant. The plant itself, the deer love to eat it. Mm-hmm. So my question is this. Okay, I'm mixing oats, wheat, sunflower now, okay, in, mm-hmm. in a big seed box, in a small seed box. I've got chicory. And I've got Uchi air leaf and a crimson clover. What could I plant that would be different in the fall? Like if you said, you know what, I want to try something different in one food plot. What could you plant? Have you ever planted like a whole field of red clover? I know when I go down the interstate, it's so funny, especially in the fall. When we get that lot of cool weather deal going into Fargo, and you're gonna be going down U.S. you know uh, I-10 right before you get to 441, and you'll see big giant patches of clover, mm-hmm. and I swear there's deer in them oh, all, yeah, yeah. all the time. You see, last year I planted, and it was a uh, kind of a cross between, our, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's kind of a was kind of a cross between a wheat and a rye. And you tried the Ashnomini, right? Well, Ashnomini is a, a summertime, okay? So you, you got – I, I want to plant something that can withstand – I wasn't thinking about – Oh, well. 
The cold uh, weather. I wasn't yeah. thinking National Nominee. Clover, the, 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 Clover the, the, the grass they grow in, in the Midwest, Jeff. Um, the grass. Bahia? No, 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 no. Is it, is, it's not Ash Nominee. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's um... – oh, gosh. I, I know. But at you, you, I know that you. you I don't try, know. Yeah, that's a great that question. Seed. Could you? Could will that make it through the winter? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, well, what is it? Because we go out there west of Turkey I, I, out in the I, spring, I know. Um, and the deer in yes, Turkey are all it, over. I, it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I hunt the fields when I go to the Midwest because they grow hay from it. Uh, I know that. I know that the uh, when we go out to South Dakota, they are all up in that brown top millet. They eat the fire out of that stuff out there. Yeah, but it's only for a short time. Yeah, I don't know, because when we get out there, we're only there for four or five days. So yeah. when we get there, it's all seeded out, but they sure do like it. That's driving me crazy <laughs> that we can't remember the name <laughs> of that. Know. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. driving me nuts. No, I know. It's gonna, it's gonna we'll we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll figure it out in the break. But I'm trying to think of something. Alfalfa. Yes, alfalfa. Thank you. <laughs> Did somebody tell you that? Yeah, Roger and James. Yeah. <laughs> could you yes. could you plant alfalfa in the fall? And obviously it's a it's a summertime plant, but can you plant it in the fall and would it feed the deer and would it grow enough to where it would feed the deer? Mm-hmm. I mean, because we're pretty a temperate climate. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't get like freezing cold all the time. But the, would it do I, it? I will tell you that. Deer and alfalfa? They love it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> Crazy. I, I've seen them eat a lot. Of, I've never seen them eat like alfalfa. I mean, it's, that, when you go to they the Midwest, it. man, it's Oh, Pennsylvania? It's, it's nuts. When I was there last year? Yeah. Those deer, they were in that field every night. Yeah. You could put your, uh, you you set you your say, watch same, by it. Same place that, that I have in Indiana. You, you every, If you just want to go see deer, yeah. you, you'll go to that field because they're there yeah, every I'm trying night. To, I'm trying to think of something that would be just, you know, different, you know, whether it be planting a, a – food plot because i've got you know a couple little strips you know that are close to the building that you know that, that you don't hunt them and well the good thing about planting clover would be it keeps growing well the clover though i mean it's it's uh it does good i mean it'll but grow it's, re- year round yeah oh yeah i mean I, and i've done that before I've, I've planted some areas that have been like clover and chicory only mm-hmm. and it, it's done amazing yeah i mean amazing what was that stuff you had in dylan's field last year Last year? Yeah. It was all the same blend of everything. It looked like it it looked like biologic. No. But I didn't get that's up close chicory. to it. It's chicory. Chicory. All right. Yeah, it looks like a romaine lettuce. Mm-hmm. That's chicory. All right, uh we want to take Mike Chris or take a break. Break. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Mike. And uh but first we're gonna do ring a power ring tip. power tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the Nimmick's <laughs> Family Outdoor Show. <laughs> uh, we had to play that coming back because we had asked, okay, and our fans answered. Mm-hmm. We were wondering. I'm so impressed. Yes. Know, it's, it's amazing. And they we, we put it out there, what's the name of the theme song that we've had for years, and we weren't exactly sure where we got it. Well, Cheryl, okay, Casey Duffy, Jim Bradley, Bill Sandy Gilmore, Willie Powell, Lee Bowman, Rich Hodkins, Rick Hodgkins, and uh, the first Cheryl show was Cheryl Berner Thompson. They all chimed in and they all found it. Uh-huh. And 
The answer is this. The song was by the Dorados. The Dorados. D-O-R-A-D-O-S. Yes, and uh, we we found it. I don't know what the name of the actual album is. It's hooked on Hook It Up. Is that the album or is that just the song? No, that's the album. That's the album. Yeah. So we've got the title track. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's cool. That's right. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, boys and girls, here the cats, yeah. We appreciate all the information, and uh, now it's time to get back to a normal outdoor show. At 9 o'clock, we do the music. Oh. oh See, on, you Chris. didn't know. You didn't tell me you were doing uh, it like this. We well, I'm just <laughs> keeping you on Jeez, your man. Toes, Come man. on. You give me some direction. So nice to have you back, Chris. Shut <laughs> there up. it is. You missed me, and you know it. Yeah, you're right. Time now for the Ring Power Tip of the Week. Folks, uh, Ring Power and Account Rental Store has the best and youngest fleet in the industry, which means that your business job site operates without interruption and with dependable machinery. It never breaks down. They have the entire Ring Power service department fleet maintenance behind you to make sure that everything is awesome. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's tip is pretty cool. It is very cool. I am a proud American. Mm-hmm. And when I found out that my buddy, our buddy James, mm-hmm. was making these flags, I went, I was like, are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. They're beautiful. They're awesome. Man. Yeah, they're beautiful. Okay. You got to go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page to check out the pictures, okay? Because these are... Handmade American flags, okay? And, and we put it up with this information, okay? They are, um, show your American pride with these 39-inch by 21-inch handmade, hand-stained, hand-carved, fine pine masterpieces by Brother James Schulte. Mm-hmm. And his company that he has, it's Catface Customs. Which is a cool name. Which is a very cool name, which <laughs> Catfaces are back in the old turpentine days. Mm-hmm. And you can text or call James to order yours. Is number 904-219-2220, okay? And that's up on our Facebook page. It's up on our Instagram page. When I saw him? When I, was, I saw him, I, I, because, I, you know, I went dove hunting with him. I, or Labor that's the first time you saw him? Up close, you know. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, my God. Blown away? Blown away. I haven't seen it up close and personal. Huh. But to give you an idea, he, he hand burns the wood mm-hmm. to give it this kind of Burnished cool, look. Yeah. burnished look, and then he stains every individual piece and puts them together. They're absolutely beautiful. They are beautiful. Okay, when I saw they them, awesome. I, I got a place that I need one, mm-hmm. and then I started thinking. I was like, Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. one for the brother-in-law, one for the father-in-law, and I hope they're not listening. <laughs> one for the uh, other brother-in-law, which is married to the sister-in-law. Okay, mm-hmm. so. So. Christmas gifts. Right. Okay. Christmas yeah. gifts. So yeah. I, I ordered four. Okay. Yep. And uh, and so mine hopefully are in the process it, of being it, built. Yeah. And and seriously, because I talked to James about this last night, um, it, 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 it takes him a while. Seven to, hours. To, yeah. To, to build these. Okay. Yeah, he told so, me about seven uh, hours I mean, each I, one. I, I, I don't know. I, I know he's kind of. I don't think that this was something that he was like, you know what, I'm going to. 
be on the open market. Yeah. But all of a sudden, all of us are looking at him going, dude, these, you, got, you got yeah, to. Yeah, you this got is, to. This is beautiful. And so if you get one, I mean, these are all handmade. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. of them are handmade. They're absolutely beautiful. And I did, I texted Gordon and, and Scott and Ed, and I told them, I said, look, we're going to announce this on the outdoor show that they can, people can order there, so you better get your orders in now. Mm-hmm. They did. Uh, but, folks, uh, you and Al can get your order in. They're beautiful. And uh, we know how proud Americans we all are. Absolutely. And uh, and I can't wait to fly mine. And so I'm looking forward to it. If you want to check it out, go to our Facebook page, go to our Instagram page. And, uh, and on top of that, the photography is <laughs> pretty damn cool yeah. now. Yeah. Did, you, mm-hmm. did you see the pictures, Chris? I did. I, I mean, did. Uh, that's I, pretty cool now. And I said, hey, what photographer took those? I mean, it's <laughs> that's great photography, but, I mean, these things are absolute things of beauty. Yeah, I agree. Absolute I agree. things of beauty. So if you want to get one, so that's you want to check it out. Wood pile? Yeah, that's a wood pile. Okay. How cool is that? The picture itself, too, is cool. That's a great picture. Yeah. So if you've got a, you know, somebody you want to get a gift for, if you want to fly the flag, anyway, check it out. Uh, all right, let's go to the phone lines and let's talk to Mike. He's going to give us a little info on some alfalfa and some fishing. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to just, yeah, I was saying the alfalfa is what y'all were thinking about. And uh, one thing, have you ever tried turnips? Yeah, I've done turnips before. And I'll give you a quick story on that, Mike. I planted, planted it one year, and I've got one food plot that was right next to a creek, and, and it was in an area that I had a lot of beavers had. Okay, <laughs> past tense. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. And, and Mike, it was so funny. What I remember time that day. Go out <laughs> there yesterday. and walk out there, and I'm going, "What? What is digging up these? The deer the have turn- found my. I'm tur- like, yeah, the deer <laughs> eating the turnips. And I, then I walk over to the creek, and Mike, it was like bobbing for apples. The turnips were floating <laughs> everywhere in the creek behind the beaver dams. Uh, that's funny. And the beavers <laughs> would dig them out, take them over to the water, and they would eat right where that stem. Mm-hmm. of the grass went into that little turnip, which, you know, it's about the size of an apple, and they would eat that where it connected to it, and that's the only thing they would eat. They didn't want the turnip. No, they didn't eat the turnip. <laughs> they ate the actual where the piece of, you know, the 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 grass yeah, or whatever that came out of the ground, that's, that's what they funny. ate, and then the rest of it was, I mean, hundreds of turnips <laughs> floating out there in the beaver dam. I was like, what the hell? That's anyway. Well, you know, I'm, I'm Jake's dad, uh, the college fisherman. Yeah. And uh, Jake killed his first deer over turnip fat. So that's what I was just thinking. Very cool. Um, and I want to give uh, Dave a strike on a little plug. Uh, if it hadn't been for Dave, Jake's uh, high school club could not have been started. I mean, he, he's great about that. And then uh, to go on from there, uh, the guy that called in from Texas, um, we went to a club down in uh, Marion County called Marion County Junior Bassmasters. Joined that. And they actually did Jake a world of good as far as getting him on the water. And they had a trail that uh, just surrounded, went a ring around uh, Ocala. And it was really a, a good deal. The guys all there take care of the kids. And, and I didn't have a bass boat. I'm not a bass fisherman. But uh, Jake's, uh, he made pretty good out of it. He, he's down in Okeechobee today fishing uh, in that tournament. And uh, I guess I told you already that. He uh, fished for North Florida first tournament uh, back in February, I think, and they won the tournament and set a new college record for one day five bags 
limit. That's uh, that's fantastic. So he, so he joined to the national championship in Oklahoma for UNF. Huh. Uh, I that's think pretty cool. First UNF, first time getting a chance to do something like that. When when is and, what, uh, what is that tournament, Mike? It's uh, I think it's like the first of next summer. Okay, okay, okay. I got so, you. So he won the first tournament of the year, right? And he doesn't even have to fish again unless he wants to fish in the Bassmaster side. But that's the FL or BF, BFL college version. Mm-hmm. But but uh, he said to go, and he's uh. And like I said, if that guy wants to get his son in a bass club, it'll give him some good experience and get him around some pretty good anglers. It'll, it'll advise him and take him out in the boat and fish uh, in tournaments. Uh, the Marion County Junior Bass Masters, I mean, I tell you, it's the way to go. The guy down there named Daniel Tillis is the uh, director of it. And he's actually kin to Mel Tillis, but he's a really good guy. They're all, you know, good Christian men. And it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. They they took time with us to, and we drove all the way from Fruit, Fruit Cove to go down there. So it wasn't an easy trip, but it was worth it. Trust me. Sweet. But, all right, all right, guys. All right, I, thank I, you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. I'm headed editor to Gator Game. <laughs> all right, uh, uh, hope it <laughs> all right, buddy. entertaining for a little while. Anyway. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Glenn about some food plots and Gary, and uh, he's not going to say. Go Dolphins! If you'd like to join in, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, if you're looking to spiff up the garage or back patio... Or let's say you got a gazebo with a concrete pad. Man, shark coatings is the way to go. You pick your color. It's uh, a finish that is, I don't want to say bulletproof, but I mean, it is so much better than the two-part epoxy system that you can try to do yourself uh, from the Home Depot slash home store. Uh, Compared to shark coatings, it is completely inferior in look, finish, everything. You name it. So check out Shark Coatings. Go to our homepage. You can click on the Shark Coatings link. All right, we're going to take Glenn first. And uh, he's got a question about food plots or is going to give us some information about food plots. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good, Good. thank you. Hey, I'm a little bit older than you guys, and I've been planting food plots all over Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina for about 40 years. And along the way, I have learned a few things. But uh, one of the things that I figured out that is always my go-to plot is Imperial Whitetail Clover. I've never had anything that the deer liked as well. And if you do the preparation like the manufacturer recommends, I've had plots last as long as five years. So you've got 30% protein year-round. Sure. It's, uh, It's just like I said, I planted probably everything there is to plant. Have you ever planted I, alfalfa in the fall? Not in Florida or Georgia. It just doesn't grow here. Yeah, they there's supposedly a variety, uh, Glenn, that the University of Georgia, I think, was a part of that is essentially called like a southern alfalfa. Mm. And, and I've been hearing some good things about it, but I haven't 
I, and a, a, a neighbor of mine planted it. He had fantastic luck with it. But I just it was only one person, so I was kind of I wanted to hear more about it mm-hmm. uh, before I plant it because I mean, Glenn, you've probably seen some of these alfalfa food plots that they have out in the Midwest and the West, and you just I mean, it's a it's a mecca for deer. And oh turkey. yeah. I hunt in Kansas every year during rifle season. If you can get near an alfalfa patch, you're golden. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just uh, curious, and but yeah, Imperial Whitetail Clover. Yeah, it's made by the Whitetail Institute. Yep. And it's it's. Uh, does it come with a seed coating with the inoculant and everything in it? It does. Okay. It does, and it's got what they call golden jump start, which gives you some stuff up quick. And like I say, the first time I planted it here was probably. 40 years ago uh-huh. and it was one of those things you'd go down along the creek and you'd see a deer track occasionally and you know like first winter i looked down there and i've got five bucks standing in my plot i mean it's just crazy i have like, to try that i have to get a bag just to do one. just just one one quick question what about weed control um they make a two products now called slay and arrest mm-hmm that you can use and spray and it kills the grasses and the weeds and it doesn't harm the, the clover. Okay. But, uh, the first plot I did, it lasted like four years. Wow. And of course, eventually, you know how Florida is, the Bermuda grass and everything took it over because yes. yeah. they didn't have any products then. But, uh, I, I would give it a shot. I think you'll, you'll really like it. I might have to try that. Appreciate the, uh, the info, Glenn. Yeah. Thanks. I, I'd like to try that. I'll, right. I'll try that this year. All right. See you later. I got, I got one, field that doesn't have a lot of weeds yet mm-hmm. you know they always mm-hmm. get winter weeds mm-hmm. and uh it's kind of a newer field so well, i might try and, that and, I, and i've done clover before but it's always taken over by the weeds that's why i was asking yeah. about the control so they they do have a spray now which would be slay and arrest slay and arrest i like that yeah all right let's go talk to gary this morning morning gary good morning gentlemen how are you good 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 i got a question about lures for you uh is it a Always better to use the two ounce and the four ounce. When is it a disadvantage to use the two over the four? Can y'all discuss that for me for a minute? Weight of a lure, you uh, mean? The lure? Yeah. I don't really pay much attention to the weight of a lure, to be no, honest with you. No, it's usually based on size, like a two inch or three inch or four inch, like mirror lure. Yeah. I use a lot of mirror lures. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Jeff. I, I, don't, uh, I don't pay much attention to how much a lure weighs. I mean, because if you throw a top dog, it's going to weigh now more we, than a top dog junior. We, you know? I mean, we pay attention to the weights when we're using like a live bait. You know, if, if we're putting shrimp on a jig, a jig head, head or right. let's say we're fishing a fish finder rig in the surf, you know, we pay attention to the weight of them, but not so much the lures. So it wouldn't really matter what the weight is, depending on the variety of fish that you're fishing. It doesn't really no, make a difference. Yeah, it, 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 well, each, each lure no, really. has a different nose to it, mm-hmm. and the nose directs the type of lure it is. Well, like if it's a deep that, diving they're, plug. They're, or, they're made out of different material. The, only time, wood, the only time, I will say, the only time that maybe lure weight would matter, for example, you go up to the Carolinas, and these guys are up there trying to catch – those um, stripers, mackerel off the off the beach, mm-hmm. and they're throwing those um, gotcha plugs. Gotcha plugs, and if you can have a two or a four, you're going to want a four because mm-hmm. you're going to be able to throw it farther. Mm-hmm. You know, so that might be the only time I think where lure weight would make a difference. But I mean, for us down here, I don't think we pay much attention to it. 
right. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Imperial Whitetail Clover. I'm kind of intrigued by that. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I want to do a little research on this Georgia variety alfalfa. Yeah, but I believe it's, I mean, the the, the, the price tag you gave me last time, I was like, oof. It was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. The one it's thing not, about clover, the it price ain't, tag it ain't is wheat. it ain't well. The <laughs> price tag for imperial whitetail clover is not cheap, but you don't need much, right? You yeah, know? it's a small seed. It's a very small seed, so a little bit goes a long way. I want to say, like for a, an acre, your seeding rate for a broadcast might be eight to ten pounds, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Um, I don't know. But anyway, f- food for thought. Yeah, food plots for thought. I, I appreciate Glenn <laughs> calling in, though. That was that, that was yeah. that was good information. Uh, Georgia alfalfa, Georgia forage species. Okay. Uh, queen of forage. They call it the queen of forages alfalfa. Mm. Anytime any, some, any kind of plant has a queen. name like that, I want to plant it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, uh, real quick, uh, first weekend of October, I'm planning on planting my food plot. So I might be absent from here. So that, that makes two weekends in October you're going to be absent. Yeah, be uh, well, I can call in on Saturday, the first weekend in October. I'll be gone two weekends, too, because we got to go to Pennsylvania to take care of Kate's mom's house in and, 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 and And you're going uh, pheasant hunting here. Yes. Are you going again? Sixth, seventh, eighth. Are you flying ninth. or driving? No, we're going to fly. I might Here's just a pick funny up. story, too. I got the funniest story. So what? Chad, Chad calls the other day, calls Robbie, our guide. Uh-huh. South Dakota. Okay, who's hey, Chad? Chad Starling. Okay. Captain Chad. Captain Chad. And he goes, Robbie, by the way, how's the shotgun shell situation? And he goes, not good. So he goes, what do you mean not good? And he goes, you guys might need to bring your own shells. Well, we've never had to bring our own shells. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, we're going to pheasant country. What do you mean you don't have any shells? So the flag goes up the pole, and we get the group text. You know, there's six of us. Mm. Dr. Pennington, Jerry Blunt, Fred Deach. We're all scrambling around going, wait a minute, we got to order shells? I've never had to order shells. Mm -hmm. So long story short, we all get all flared up on our laptops. Next thing thing I know, we've ordered like five or six cases of shells (laughs) to send them to Dr. Jacob's farm out there where we hunt. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty comical. I mean, So you're good. Yeah, we're good. But some of the guys ordered like, the wrong shells, like number sixes, you don't need a – or number fours, you oh, yeah, a five. Five is the best. And so – I mean, one four, of the guys fours seven, will work. Fours will work, but, you yeah. know, it's a little larger BB. And it was kind of comical. Once he had already ordered the fours, mm. it's like you couldn't take it back. Right, right. That's you know, right. That was on the internet, so – So he's stuck with the fours. Fours, so he's going to get like – Five or six cases of shells in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was kind of common. Did you go? Did you go to ammoseek.com? No, we actually just ordered it from Cabela's. Huh. A lot of the lot of the companies are out. Like you couldn't get twenty gauge. Yeah, it was all twelves. Isn't know? that crazy? Yeah, that it is, is crazy. That is just crazy. So there was a lot of how much? How much were they a box? Yeah, how much is a case? A case, a no, case, like a, like a box. A of, case shipped ten boxes is one hundred thirty eight dollars, and shipping was free. So thirteen dollars a box, yeah. Which, I mean, dude, wow. I know. for years and just 
not long ago. Four you, or five bucks. Yeah, five bucks it, oh, yeah. It, yeah. for a box yeah. of shotgun shells. I, I you can know? remember, and it, this hit me the other day, when, when, when we did the dove hunt, because dove hunting around here used to be a huge thing also, right? Sure. And they, you would walk into Winn-Dixie, and the front of the store would be pallets of, of 20-gauge and 12-gauge shells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the front of the Winn-Dixie store. Yeah. Yeah. It's just and amazing. And it, it was like $2 and... Some out of box, I remember. Two fifty, yeah. Just not long ago, you could buy. I mean, seriously, for, yeah. You know, you, if you got them on sale, you might get them for four. Yeah, absolutely. Eighty or four sixty or four fifty or something like mm-hmm. that for a box of shotgun shells, yeah. and now you thirteen dollars a box. Yeah, nice. that's what we used to pay for duck shot. You know, for for steel shot. Yeah, and we thought that is crazy, crazy, right? Yeah. And here's yeah. the other thing: like, if you want to buy. Good rifle ammunition. Some of that stuff's going for seventy, eighty dollars a oh, box. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I had to have Rick Stenson order me Weatherby because yeah. you know you're only supposed to. Weatherby's weather high dollar anyway. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, I mean normally Weatherby ammo is like. I bought two boxes. And it's How much? so funny that okay. How much? For it was fifty nine dollars a box. How much? Fifty nine dollars. Oh, a that's box. inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. I, I always love it. People, are, you sight your rifle in? Yeah, I shot it twice. Twice. You got that. <laughs> Let right. me ask you a question. Yeah. Was that Weatherby ammo that you bought? Like weather made by Weatherby? Made by Weatherby. Okay, typically Weatherby ammo is like seventy dollars yeah. a box. You yeah. got out cheap. Yeah, that, that that wasn't bad. Rick, Rick always takes care of you. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's yeah, take let's a break go. here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And if you'd like to join in this morning, 904-641-1010. Here we are, we're trying to figure out, okay, well, we'll talk about memory lapses, man. The older you get, you can't remember. We were talking about uh, the fellow about Imperial Whitetail Clover, yes. and he was telling us about the herbicide to use in a slay and arrest. Yes. And we're, we just fucking kept, kept like, what was the name of them herbicides again? I'm like, slay and, uh, 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 doggone it, I got to Google it. Yeah, if you go to the oh, Whitetail no. Institute, it talks about all Slay that. and arrest. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. it talks about another one called Surefire crop oil oh what yeah crop oil i guess it's an an inherent okay that that adheres the herbicide to the plant by the way i'm 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 much appreciative because i was trying to remember what i'd planted last year that was different it was like you know uh so somebody had to remind you of that too gordon did yeah it was triticale triticale that's triticale whatever you want to however you pronounce it i don't want to try to be a yeah these herbicides got to be mixed with an oil additive yeah, it's a, so surefire crop oil is one of those. Yeah, crop oil. Yeah, right. Which is essentially it's kind of like a sticker. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, it's, that's very cheap. The crop oil is. I mean, that's very inexpensive component mm-hmm. of to mixing the herbicide itself is what costs you money. Right. All right. Anyway, uh, Russell is calling in has a lady fish question. Okay. Good morning, Russell. Hey guys. Um. I'm going lady fishing out off the coast of Joe's Crab Shack tonight. Do y'all prefer the 126-pound ladies or the 260s? I'll let you discuss. I'll take it off the air. Okay. Thank you, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Lady fish. <laughs> lady fish. They don't get that big. I've never seen a lady fish bigger in the back. <laughs> what those, remember that time you and I were fishing down there by <laughs> Devil's Elbow? Does he just does he <laughs> not get it? Yeah, he, I get it. I get it. Yep, I get it. Totally get it. He's blushing. Nah. He is blushing. He is totally nah. blushing. Nah. <laughs> what were you talking about asking me? We were talking about Yosemite Sam. <laughs> 
Suffering succotash. Suffering succotash. <laughs> oh, lordy. <laughs> what, man? All right. Um, you know, you, here's the one thing about this show. Chris, you'll agree you with me. You just never know. Okay, yeah. You gotta listen to all three hours. Oh, you have. If you're to. riding down the road and you listen to what we're talking about, yeah, you think we were the Betty Crocker show? Yeah, you know, talking about cooking recipes. Yeah, right. I tell you what. This, now we're talking you know, about crops. What are we farmers? This is like the the best uh, advertisement for the podcast because if yes. you miss any part of it, you gotta go yeah, back. Or and if you forget what you need to put <laughs> on your clover, yeah. you go, yeah. Yeah. You you'll be going back and listening on Spotify. Yeah. 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 Hey, by the way, we have a new sponsor. That's right. On, Thank on. you, Whalen Bay and Mako, baby. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Mako, nice. Heck yeah. Cool. Nice. All right, uh, let's do a Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week. There okay. you go, what I'd say. Kirby Co. builder is industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, finishing on both commercial and residential products. Uh, got an experienced project management crew and dedicated employees. And if you'd like to find out how they can maybe help you, all you got to do is go to kirbycobuilders.com. This week, uh, had dinner the other night, me and Tara did, with and Clay and his lovely wife Dawn from Hayden Coastal Outfitters. We had dinner with a guy, David, who works for Old Town Kayaks. Uh-huh. Okay? And he said, and he gave us a tip because we ordered the Brussels sprouts at the restaurant that we were at. Well, I'm a big fan of balsamic uh, glaze oh, on Brussels sprouts. You can put it on any kind of vegetable; and it makes it taste better. He had another suggestion. Mm. Okay, he said you got to try Mike's hot honey on the Brussels sprouts the next time. Mm. So, I love honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay? we eat it by the tons. And so, chicken biscuit. Yep, Mike's hot honey. Mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts. Mike's hot honey. You know what's really good on too. Dipping chicken strips in it. Chicken strips? Fried Mike's chicken. hot honey. So how oh, hot son. is it? It's not super hot. Okay. We got some, and it's not super hot. Sweet okay. heat. It's Yeah, it's sweet heat. Yeah, that's cool nice. Stuff. It's a nice change up. A little something different, especially. I love that idea. On a chicken yeah. biscuit? Yeah. Son. I mean, nice. that's. French fries? Nice. French fries. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Some big old crinkle chai. Oh, man. Son. <laughs> Put them on hot real quick, and then it just kind of melts, melts all around the French fries like that. Man, I bet, I bet you can make some really good barbecue sauce for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, ribs. ribs. Top oh, it off some yeah. ribs yeah. at the yeah. end where you get the caramelized oh, sugary that on the outside. That'd be good. Yeah, that would. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> exactly. What the what? Mike's hot honey. How about that? Okay. I would do it. Sure. Hey, um, big congratulations to the University of South Florida. Okay. For a huge comeback the other night. Against East Carolina University and and beating them in overtime three to two, I was at the game in Tampa and it was it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Cool. Love college sports. Uh, now, um, stupid question: ranking system. In uh, that was soccer? their first conference. Uh, I mean, are they ranked in the nation? Uh, the Bulls are like the top nineteenth in the nation. Okay. Yeah. All right. They went to the NCAA tournament last year, and they look like they're going that way this year. Awesome. I mean, you know. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. How much is, is Maddie playing? She's getting in about anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes per okay. half. Per half? Yep. Oh, she had cool. a little injury she was dealing with this last game, right. so she didn't get to play when we were there. But um, she'll be there. They're, they're playing Miami tomorrow night. Oh, cool. Yeah. Beat the uh, Florida Gators. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> SC, uh, they beat Kentucky, SEC. That's bang. pretty good. 
Beat Florida Gators, SEC. That's, that's, that's good. It's pretty strong. That is very strong. For an ACC team. Yeah, that's not bad. Hey, not shabby. That's not bad. You know? Um, Go just, Bulls. Just real quick, I know that uh, we've got a little bit of time left in the show. With that forecast that we have, which we'll do an updated weather and tides here on the other side of the break. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're going to be having a lot of east wind. Well, not bad, though. It's called talk, talking well, 5 to 10. Right, but my question is this. Yep. Right. Okay, do the mullet – can they get confused an east wind for being a northeast wind? Not really. No. They're pouring. It's not at first it, there hasn't been enough east wind to to do anything. Okay. And and, and Kirk's talking I look, I fished the inlet Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I fished the beach Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I've seen very few mullet. But I mean like like none at the jetties. Yeah. Either jetty. Yeah, it's I, not it's not pouring yet. No, no. We need a coal front yes. to come through. Yeah, yeah. It's so Jeff, they're 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 what uh, they're staged somewhere, but they're. I mean, there's no mullet run going out the inlet right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I water I, temperature is still 82, yes, 83 absolutely. degrees. And, now, and until that starts to drop into the seventies, right? You're not going to see Jeff crank the, the when we do the weather forecast, uh, because it's going to turn cold in Georgia or cool on like Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Is that front going to make it here? You know, do, do, right? Because that that, that would that would lead me to believe that there's a cold front coming, which would bring north northeast winds. Maybe that, but it's not. We our the forecast that we have doesn't go out to where it's saying no, I, I anything know. is happening. Okay, all right. But, so I mean, it's already you know the 18th of September, you know, and we have not had yeah a northeaster. Yeah, hmm. we're still talking 80s all week long here in Florida, northeast Florida. I mean, even Fargo, Georgia, where we hunt, you're talking up through next Sunday, 82 degree temperatures. And yeah. until we see that dive, you know, where it, you get it, a it, northeaster, well that, it, it it must be dipping like right in Atlanta. Yeah. Then because it, it's it's definitely going to change um, in in Middle Georgia. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Byron wants to chime in on some Gainesville fishing. Good morning, Byron. Hey, good morning, guys. Guys, uh, real quick, I, I wasn't calling about this, but I, I go down to Green Cove occasionally, and it's getting time for the big mullet. And I heard you guys saying it, it's kind of maybe slow. I didn't do too well the last week I went down there. Uh, if you got any pointers, uh, I even got a boat. Where Where is a good place to go and catch the mullet? Uh, uh, are you Are you expecting them to come into Green Cove Spring? And I ask my next question after that. Okay, so, so are you talking about yet. catching mullet on a on a rod and reel or or yeah, cane yes, pole? Sir. Cane pole fishing. Yeah, the, the rod and reel more than uh, okay. the cane pole. Yeah, I got Let's you. go down there on the road down there, overhead towards St. Augustine, right out of Green Cove Spring. There. Yeah, the, they catch a lot of them near the Shands Bridge, and I see them yes, backed right up on yeah. there. But I think uh-huh. we still need that cool weather. Yeah, I think it's the still water temperature, yet. Water, water's still real hot. Kevin, you may mm-hmm. think something different. Yeah, we're talking about a different a, a different mullet. Uh, this is the, these are residential mullet that he's talking about the big ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like the mullet that you're talking about that are running underneath the, right. the bridges downtown and stuff. Silver that, mullet. Silver mullet. That, that's not a mullet that you're going to catch on, on a rod and reel. With yeah, a we're lot. talking finger mullet mostly. Anywhere yeah, from yeah, six, yeah, to, yeah. six to two inches. Yeah, and, 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 and you know what? Um, Byron, I, I've, I've done very little of it. I mean, I, now, I, I used to go to, to, uh, to Swanee. And mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, that's all we did was mullet fish, mm-hmm. you know, um, wow. mm-hmm. live, live worms, little tiny hook, little tiny cork. And it was, it was a ball. Um, yeah. But, but I haven't. Here, here's the other thing, Byron. 
The question is out there. Can yeah. somebody call in and give us a tip? Yeah. All right. What's your okay. next question? And my next question is, you know, you guys were talking about the water temperature, and up here at Newlands Lake and around Gainesville, the specs started going off early, which was great. Yeah. Unbelievable in this time of year. I'm fishing right out of uh, Bradford County there, Hampton Lake. You know, I'm right in that area. And uh, I've been noticing a lot of grass. You know, when I throw my hooks off the bottom for my, my shell crackers, is that normal? And, and it, will that dissipate? And is it from the water? But why am I getting so much grass on my lead where it's almost like, I, you know, I, put, I can't even tell when I got a fish on that? Thanks, guys, if that makes any sense and enjoying the show. Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. A lot of times with, uh, and that's probably a great question for Scotty, Scotty Brown, yeah, but, you know, when you have thing. kind of a major increase in vegetation, a lot of times it's an influx in some type right. of nutrients. And, and, okay, yeah. and, and here's the other thing, just like what would happen on, on my pond, all right? So I had an influx of, of weed on top, mm-hmm. right? So I'm curious to, to know if those lakes have been sprayed. Right. If they've been sprayed mm-hmm. to, to kill the, the, the stuff on top, well, obviously it's to the bottom. It settles or, to the bottom. Or yeah. the rain, I know. That, didn't you see you got a lot of rain on your pond, and you had like a uh, an algae bloom, a bloom. Yeah, yeah, that could that could affect. Well, this is stuff that yeah, he's, he's getting on the bottom. And it, yeah. yeah, and 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 it could be also, you know, just like before it came to the top, it was mm-hmm. growing on the bottom. So yeah, with all the rain and the stuff that they get in that Gainesville area, I mean those those lakes have got to be volatile, man. Mm-hmm. You know, seriously. So there's 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 been some kind of a die off. So for sure. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back. We'll do an updated weather update. Uh, and I got some information on the weather when we come back. Okay, yep. and uh, and then we may have some time to squeeze in a little conversation about a rules breaker in Texas, which we've got a few of them in our area too. <laughs> anyway, nine zero four six four one ten ten, and you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and it's time to do a weather report brought to you by the best barbecue restaurant in Jacksonville, or should I say restaurants, because there's two of them, one at Jack's Beach, and the other one is on King's Avenue, and that's the Bearded Pig locations, folks. Uh, Outstanding restaurants, outdoor seating, because I know right now a lot of people still uh, not quite comfortable indoors in large crowds. And if you're not, look, there's outdoor seating at both locations. So yeah, don't the worry. Food is so the bearded good. pig and the food is amazing. Oh, gotta get the brisket. It is amazing. It is the brisket is ridiculously good. Anyway, the weather for today, variable winds five to ten knots becoming east around ten knots in the afternoon, two to three feet on the ocean, and a chance of showers and a slight chance of thunderstorms. Tomorrow, east winds 10 to 15, 2 to 3 feet, 7-second intervals. Monday, east winds 5 to 10, 2 to 3 feet. Tuesday, east winds 5 to 10, 2 to 3. Wednesday, southeast 5 to 10, seas 2 to 3. Now, Kevin, you said you had something to add to it. I, I do. So I, I told you I was looking at last or next week's weather in Georgia, and, and there's it's definitely a big-time change. It's going to be cooler. So I was wondering if it was going to make it here. So here's here's your forecast for Wednesday. Okay. Uh, south winds at nine, but here it comes on Wednesday night. West northwest at seven, mm-hmm. and then on Thursday north at twelve. Thursday night north northeast at at eight, and okay. then and then Friday northeast at thirteen. Get ready for end of next week. Next yes. weekend mullet. Yes. 
Yeah, and, 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 and Saturday Saturday's forecast is northeast for so so our first true nor'easter cold front could is, be coming end of this week. Could be coming. Weekend, in, yeah, this yeah, week yeah, coming up. It's gonna and it's gonna. I mean, at, at this point, you know, as in Jeff, this time of September, it's getting late. Mm-hmm. This is gonna change like everything. It's gonna the, the water temperature is gonna drop. Muller's gonna start running. So. You've got a high, you got a low pressure ridge that goes all the way from New Mexico all the way up into Cali, all the way into Ohio and New York. Mm-hmm. It's coming across the United States. Right. That's where that weather's going to change. Uh, right, exactly. And you right. Know, I, I'm good with that. Hopefully, it changes water temperature a little bit. So we, we need a little. Have, we need a little uh, change. Well, I'm just worried about like hurricanes too. You no, know, we don't need we that. Can get some, yeah, uh, get some cool water. Yeah, yeah. cool yeah. ocean down a little bit. Yeah. You can get away from that tropical type yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, uh, Tidesport, brought to you by Angie Subs, the home of the world-famous Peruvian. If you want a little mix-up, though, try the Dr. Bang Scrippy. Just a recommendation. Might have had one yesterday mm-hmm. for dinner. Mm-hmm. French fries. Mm-hmm. Sweet tea. Banana mm-hmm. pudding. Mm-hmm. Good gosh, man. <laughs> yeah. How do you do You're that? You're a hot freaking like mess. I would be. Oh, I'd, I'd weigh saying, 300 pounds. Just saying, uh, pudding. <laughs> Tides for Jacksonville Beach for today, 1 o'clock. It's going to be low. And 7, 12 p.m. tonight, it will be high. Tomorrow on Sunday, the high tide is at 7.30 in the morning. And then the low tide is at 1.48 p.m. That's Jacksonville Beach tides for all you guys. You want to um, order some Nana pudding? <laughs> It's Nana. Nana Puddin. That's correct. It is Nana Puddin. You know, we've never had a producer that just, just like, mocks us like this guy does. It's not know? sweet tea at Angie's. It's what? Sweet Sweet right? Yeah. You got to channel your inner, what's that guy's name again? The character on the swing. Oh, boy, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where you're going with that. No, no, no. The guy. The, the, Watching too much we're like, TV. This yeah. is like Austin the most Powers, man. The most forgetful show ever. Austin Powers. <laughs> Old-timers. Austin Powers. We're all getting. Swing. Old-timers disease. We all got it. Welcome to Angie's. What would you like to order? Uh, I just had some sweet tea <laughs> and Nana pudding. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you got the pronunciations down. You got it right. It's good, Chris. I like it. Keep it up, buddy. Uh, uh, one of the bang scrippy sandwiches. Yeah, Doctor bang. bang. Where, here's my question. Okay, are you how bang you, scrippy? I'd like a bang scrippy. How buddy. do you come up with a name? Oh, come on, Ed's. Come on, yeah, it's, it's Ed. Ed, dude. It's Ed. Ed, we, Ed. I've grown up with Ed. I can. <laughs> Would we even understand? What restaurant do you go into and there's a recording of the owner talking to you in the bathroom? <laughs> Hello. What are you doing over there? And you're like, who I said that? I just eating my Nana pudding. Do we have time to get a phone call in? I doubt it. It's tight. It's tight. really tight. All right, Sandy, come on. Yeah. All right, let's we get Sandy 30 seconds. Go, Sandy, go. Sandy. go. Uh, good morning. Morning. First day, get out here. You got 30 walk seconds, Sandy. You got 20. Walk about 150 yards away. Get up my stand. Waiting for the morning to start. Guess what? I left all the way back at the four-wheeler. Uh-oh. That Your gun? Damn broadhead. Oh, no. Well, you can't. 
Well, that, you, right, well, wait a minute. You're hunting with a crossbow. Yep. That would be a bolt. Right. Bolt. But still, yep. aggravating. Oh, uh, been there, done that. Now you got to walk back. <sighs> That's all right. 40 yards a day walk oh. in. Thanks, Sandy. Well, got to go. We, we, Thank we, you, Sandy. Listen, we understand. We get forgetful, too. <laughs> I've been in the stand, and I get all there, right. and when I forget, my release. The release is the worst And one. I'm sitting there thinking, you can't can I it. Robin Hood it? Yeah, you Always can't do carry it. back back up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure you do. Doesn't bye, work. Sandy. Yeah, bye, bye. Sandy. Doesn't That's work. Thank you, man. Bye. <laughs> That's great. Bye. <laughs> Lester. Uh, Lester no-showed on us today. Yeah. He's still sleeping. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah, he's still yeah. sleeping. Either that or he's already down there in Gainesville getting ready for the big game. He's an FSU fan. He's like oh, under he the ain't getting ready dude. for nothing. Yeah. yeah. I just offended Lester. <laughs> yes. He's hiding out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Jeff, as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. I can't wait until next Saturday because Moe's, Moe's is, going is to be catering that food baby. next Saturday. St. Yep. Augustine Moe's, Southwest Grill. Thank you, guys. Steenhatchee River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone, Shimano, Whalen Bay Marine, Kirby Co. Builders, Tire Outlet, Atlantic Coast Marine, CNH Marine Construction, Shark Coatings, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, LV Hires, Inc., Consignment Boat Sales, Claw Nolan Cadillac, Big Ten Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment, TS Home Renovation, Stackham Storage, Ring Power and Cat, Run Store, Beard Pickens, Shark Coatings, and the Nemnick Family of Dealerships. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's real good. Now, folks, remember anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See you. See you. See ya. Nana Pudding. <laughs> <laughs>